Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickaloaf and Dr. Zong! Welcome to Silver and Gold, everybody. Ooh, I almost knocked a chainsaw off a top of a pile of boxes. I am the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zah. What? I have, a, like, a, this crappy, like, Halloween gimmicky chainsaw thing, and all of our Halloween decorations have yet to been moved up into the attic, so I have a stack of boxes beside me here at my desk, and uh, I whipped out with my hand and struck the fake chainsaw and almost sent it tumbling. Well, you still have until, like, um, Thanksgiving to take all that shit down, don't you? Yeah, well, with, it's down. It's already in its crates and everything. We just need to move it up to the attic. Uh, and Instead, then, I guess the stupid show. Instead, I'm doing this goddamn thing. And, <laughs> uh, we probably just be lazy and take the Christmas decorations down when the Halloween decorations go up. Yeah. Yes. And then once you get the Halloween decorations down, or the... the the Christmas decorations down and the Halloween decorations down. Just start moving all your shit up into the attic, and you live up there and have the bottom part for storage. Well, our, our heat went out this week, so I, have, I was already up in the attic some this week. Uh, it ended up being a very simple fix, but I didn't know what the hell it was. Well, what was wrong fucking with it fucking sucks considering that you just got the goddamn thing fixed last year. I know. Well, well it, it was really dumb. Whatever happened? There's this thing called like a I don't remember what the name of it was, but basically it's a little. It looks like a little cork, and it sits down on this pipe, and if the water ever, ever backs up from the unit, it makes this cork float up, and if it falls out, the heat, the, the, the unit automatically turns off. So uh, that thing somehow had gotten out of the... There was no water in it, but it somehow had, it had worked its way out, and I didn't know what that thing was, obviously, and my, uh, my heating guys came out and take a look, and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know how this got out, but... So yeah, it, it was all they had to do was drop it back in, and it worked again. So maybe the ball of yarn pulled it out. <laughs> Little fucker, he he can't get up in the attic. The stairs are way too steep. He just sit at the bottom of the fold out stairs. Just him up into a ball. <laughs> he's he he's. I was gonna say he might be a ball right now, but he's kind of he's kind of spread out. It's a little warm in here, so yeah. Because you have heat. Yeah, too much of it sometimes. I gotta I gotta figure out this. Uh, this vent situation. This is uh, this is uh, home improvement talk with silver yeah. and gold. George Bush um, is the cause. <laughs> How are you, sir? Uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I slept like probably an hour and a half to two hours. I just woke up to uh, Jackie as a punk uh, and uh, got a glass of water. I, I I cooked my last egg, threw it on a tortilla, and ate it, and almost choked while we were discussing what we're going to watch next week, which is a big surprise. Big surprise. They stay tuned. Yes. Uh, and um, it's cold out. 
It is a little a little nipply. It was like 25 degrees when I got up yesterday, yeah. which is unusual for this early in the year here. Went and watched some uh, some uh, skating and puck action. All right, you went to you drove up to Pittsburgh, to Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Yeah, and uh, dude, what a fucking nightmare! God damn. Uh, the, the, the traffic, uh, when, you know, the traffic in Pittsburgh has been a nightmare ever since I've can remember. And I haven't been up there in years and it is still a nightmare, but luckily GPS kind of, it helps a little bit, uh-huh. you know, cause you, you know, can just listen to where you need to go. But I mean, so many cars, there's several times where you're just bumper to bumper sitting dead in traffic but usually yeah. it's just a lot of cars jammed together going really fast and it's uh, people when you get into the the downtown in the city and you're looking for a street sign to turn or something like that uh there's uh, the, the assholes up there have no problem if they're behind you uh j- jamming on their horn which makes things even better and uh, everybody needs to realize Zom does live in a very remote cabin, like kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer, and Dude, he's not used to ever even seeing people, much less. I think like Will was telling me one time, like it <laughs> took him like a, I don't know, a, a, an hour, a couple hours or something like that, some time to go to work or whatever. Ugh. I don't see a car when I drive to work. <laughs> I mean, I usually get on the road, and I mean it. Uh, it's so rural that there, there's no. But I mean, that's it in the middle. So yeah, let's yeah. take that into account. This is not uh, bumfuck Egypt. Because if it was, <laughs> we'd probably be bombing it right now. <laughs> waka waka. Obama's a fascist. What? What? Um, so the uh, this week, uh, we haven't even said, five minutes in, all right, uh, professionalism. We are doing a couple. You know, originally, our idea was that it was going to be uh, a, a Italian flesh eater movies, but uh, for some reason, Fulci decided to have no zombies eating flesh in his movie The Beyond. So we just converted it a little bit to Italian gore movies, and we've done uh, The Beyond from 1981, the Lucio Fulci film, um, or E tu vivrai nel terrore. That was good. La Dila. Whatever. And uh, Cannibal Ferox from 81, directed by one Umberto Lenzi, who we've actually actually done a movie from before. And what would that be? That would be the turd <laughs> known as, uh, what was the name of that thing? Uh, uh, it had Napier in it. Mean Tricks. Mm, yeah. You remember turd. that one? Yeah, yeah, I remember Turd. Yeah. So, of course, we picked a, another one of his since the first one was Turd. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd, I, it seems like after 1980, he had a little trouble making uh, decent movies there. Making huh? turds. <laughs> I just uh, ate an egg sandwich, and I'm ready to make a turd. <laughs> you ate a chicken turd just to make another yeah. one. Because his Euro crime and stuff, that was it was it was good. And Nightmare City was his first like. Uh, well, when he looks like he did one called Eaten Alive. You know, but if human cor- abortions taste as good as chicken abortions. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I I am gonna vote Democrat forever. Um. So Zom, what have you been watching? Okay. Segue. Where? where? Oh, there it is. I don't know. I just wanted to go with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Uh, went on a little uh, John. Uh, oh God. I keep wanting to say Waters. It's in my brain, but you'll know who it is. John Hughes. Uh, watched uh, yeah. the watch this with my friends. I watched Pretty in Pink. We watched okay. We watched the Molly Ringwald movie where she was poor, 
We yeah, watched the Molly pretty, Ringwald movie pretty. where she was middle class, which was um, Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles. And yeah. then we watched a, a Molly Ringwald movie where she was rich, which was Breakfast Club. So we watched all three of those, and nice. yeah, they're still funny. There's a lot of yeah. funny, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of funny stuff. Um, I will say this: that okay, number one, uh, Pretty in Pink. The uh, I Spader was excellent in it because he was just a total <laughs> asshole. But she should have st- got together with Ducky at the end. Um, yeah. Sixteen Candles. Um, let's see what the problem did I have with that one? <laughs> Long Duck Dong should have got together with Molly Ringwald. I don't know, but that one was funny. Uh, and um, Breakfast Club, the Emilio Estevez uh, weed smoking scene. It was so embarrassing. St- that was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I think that that might have just supposed to have been like. A, um, I don't think like when he slammed the door and it shattered and stuff. I think I don't think that was supposed to have really happened. I, th- I don't know what was going on there, but I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I, I, he must have had like. A, fucking uh, PCP or something laced in that fucking uh, joint. So uh, Judd uh, Nelson must have been dicking with him. But that movie's still funny, and I still like when uh, the principal is out in the hallway, and he takes a drink from the water fountain, and he turns around and starts walking, and I guess his maybe his balls or something, he's adjusting them, and he just goes, Aga daga! For no reason. And there's nobody around. I love when he does the bullhorn thing yeah. and I love I love when uh fucking what's his face falls through the ceiling. <laughs> it looks so hilarious when you just see like, like him crashing through. <laughs> and um let's see. Uh watched at the recommendation of Jake McLarge Huge of the used to be podcast without honor and humanity, man of Tai Chi. Which was we are, we are without podcast without on inhumanity. Oh, I thought you were going to say we are without recording right now. I was going to say, oh, damn. <laughs> um, Man of Tai Chi was fucking good. And yeah. I recommend it. Uh, is this a new movie? Yes. New-ish movie? Yes, and Keanu Reeves directed it. And he is fucking awesome in it. He plays the bad guy. Uh, it's fucking good. I, I bought it, and I will watch it again. I'll check it out. I need to. I'm. I'm doing the cram list. I'm starting the cram list early this year, so um, I'll have to add that to the cram list. But you know, when this first, when the trailer first came out for this, everybody was kind of like, "Oh God, what's this piece?" Of-? Because he's doing the uh, kind of fantasy action uh, adventure version of uh, Forty Seven Ronin. And I'll say this. I mean, if this is any indication, this was really good. I. I cool. Uh, egg sandwich. Um, I watched The Horseman again because I wanted to watch it with uh, one of my friends, let him watch it. Uh, and, uh, you know, me, torture stuff. Uh, all right. <laughs> Some torture. Uh, a guy, I forgot about when they uh, uh, a guy gets his nipples pulled off with a pair of pliers. That was pretty hard. Uh, you know, man, you gotta, we, you, you've had more than your share of uh, nipple trauma this week, then. Nipper! I watched the Star Chamber with uh, Michael Douglas and Hal Holbrook, and um, I've seen this before. It's it's good. I mean, it's a young, very young Michael Douglas, and uh, uh, they have a uh, 
what? I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, and the chick from one of the chicks from uh, Cagney and Lacey is in it, and it was before she got fat and old. It's not Tyne Daly, it's the other one, Sharon Gluss. Maybe <laughs> that's what her name is, I think. Um, oh, and uh, James B.C. King is in this, and he has two scenes in the movie one with, well, I think uh, both of them with Michael Douglas, but man, he was good. His the the character and everything's really, really. It just just makes you go, Jesus Christ, man, that was awesome. I uh, watched Contagion with Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Big Pumpkin Head Matt Damon. Lots of people in this. I thought it was I like that good. one. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, I watched Dirty Work with um, Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald and nice. uh, what's his face, uh, Artie Lang. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a Norm McDonald movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess they were you know, giving him a chance or whatever. But it was better than the uh, softball baseball movie with uh, Artie Lang, which I didn't Ooh. like at all. Uh, I'll see. I watched a movie called The Crimson Code, or uh, also known as Red Team. It's a um, it's on Netflix Instant. Kind of a low budget. Uh, it's made in two thousand, and it's about. Um, a somebody is killing serial killers, and this young cop, uh, he it, first of all, Kathy Moriarty is his partner, and she's way too old for him. They're partners, but then they kind of start once they become not partners, they decide they're gonna fuck, and it's like watching it would be like watching a say 25 year old guy and a 55-year-old woman, and she just seemed too old. Uh, but then uh, Tim Thomerson's in it, and he's pretty good. But uh, somebody's still killing serial killers. It's really dumb. I thought It, it seemed like it was going to be better, but then the whole concept is stupid because they're like, the guy's like, hey, man, somebody's killing serial killers, blah, 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 blah. And they go into this data, Fred Ward's in it. They go in this database, and they bring up this, hey, what about this serial killer, that serial killer? And I'm like, well, listen, you're the cops. And you have this thing, it seems like they know who all the serial killers are. So it's kind of stupid. You know, usually, whether it's Jeffrey Dahmer or whoever, you don't know who they are. They figure it out and then they arrest them. But you just don't have like a a hundred people that are known serial killers out running around and you know their names and everything. It was dumb. Um, I watched the Darjeeling Limited for the first time. Never seen it. Uh, I thought it was really good. It started out, I th- Owen Wilson sometimes has made some turds, and I thought, oh, God, you know, I, I like the casting of the other guys, but uh, here he is walking around with this fucking shit all over his head. But it was good, and, and um, uh, it took a very um, sad and intense uh, turn at one part of the movie, which I did not expect at all. Because I just kept expecting silliness. Natalie Portman is she was bruised up in there, right? Wasn't didn't they? Did you watch the Did you watch the little short with her at the beginning? I saw it a long time ago. Uh, Okay, because I remember her like having bruises or something on her leg, which I don't know if it was intentional or not. I forgot the name of that thing. It's 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 a it's like a fifteen minute short that he filmed. Like to, it's kind of what happens right before that movie starts. Jaw. Okay, I watched Superman, Man of Steel. Uh, now, I started watching it, and first of all, I thought it was way too fucking long. 
Really? It's like two and a half fucking hours long. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. You know, come on, fucking Superman. My whole thing with it was more... Um, I just didn't have like any... It was just all... I don't know. I mean, like... Like in the, when you know, when I watch Avengers, you know you have these scenes where you're like, "Fuck yeah," you know, or you know, finally Superman comes in and kicks some ass, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah. fucking kick his ass." I just never got any of those. Any of those. I thought it, took, it was like Terrence Malick made a Superman movie, <laughs> and I thought it was. It looked really good the way it was shot and everything. There were some scenes where it was like, "Man, this is like fucking Terrence Malick," where they show Superman when he was a little kid, and he's got just like a white T-shirt on, and he puts like a a red uh, blanket or towel around his neck, and he's got his dog. And I know, kind of, it was just too. Um, it was very like, just depressing. And some of the fight scenes were okay, but it just it just did not get me fired up at all. And I was like, okay, um, I understand that they're making. Uh, it seemed like you know one of these uh, like in the comics where they would say, okay. It's stupid, but Superman, the clerk can't walk around with glasses on, and nobody knows who he is. So we have to explain that, how they actually can do that, and make it make sense. Uh, we have to do this. I, I didn't need to see his fucking origin again. Um, I get tired of these comic book movies having to do a fucking origin every goddamn time. Um, but honest to God, and I know people... I, I thought the one with the Dylan Dog fucking guy was... It was just more fun. Like in in this one, I just did I did not get any kind of uh, like a romantic thing. I don't like Kate Bosworth, but at least there was some you know something between Lois and Clark. And yeah. I don't know. It just didn't work. It's not that it's bad, but it was just overly long, and it took itself way too fucking seriously. And Michael yeah. uh, Sharon. He's got a street department, and he talks like he's got a little snip in his mouth. Look, Chief Rand, they blew up our planet, and I'm going to fucking come with my goddamn Mo Howard haircut and kick smash. Mo Howard. <laughs> I like, see, I still like this one a lot, and I, I really like all the fight stuff. I thought they did the fight stuff very well, and I liked I had the fact no that it was. problem at all. I know you were talking about how some people said, you know, they're, not, they're going through all these buildings and knocking. I didn't have any problems of the powers. I thought that's what would happen. Yeah, you know they'd be destroying a lot of stuff. There, I the guy that played Superman was just he he had no charisma. I mean none. Well, I, was know, I think it, I think it's gonna. I like that. I like. I thought the Harry was cool. Um, but the uh, I think I think what they're gonna do. I think he'll probably come into that role more because he was not. He was hardly Superman in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not. He he wasn't being the hero until the last bit of the movie. So he doesn't have the Superman charisma yet. He was still uh, an awkward yeah, but I'm kinda, I'm kinda boy like in a way. The, the pro wrestling thing where you either have charisma or you don't. And mm. I just don't think this actor has charisma. You know, I think the guy that the guy that played Dylan Dog. I mean, he just kind of has. He can just kind of look at the camera and smile and his eyes and everything. And he's just kind of got like Christopher Reeves is like that too. Hugh Jackman's like that. He just they just have this thing. And this guy, he had he looked physically right. Yeah. But he just is kind of like a, he would be like a, if you look at WCW, he'd be like Mark Jindrak. 
or somebody like that. <laughs> the, he looks good. He can do all the moves and everything, but he just doesn't. He lacks the oomph for you. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with the next movie. Again, as I've always, as I always say now, I will avoid all trailers and stuff for it, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll definitely go see it because I, I did, I did like th- this movie quite a bit. So I'll watch it. I mean, like you know, I yeah. just, uh, I'm, I, like I said, I was sitting there watching. I was like, God damn, man, this is a long fucking movie. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, it's a superhero movie. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, they tried, they, uh, whatever. Who cares? Well, every on. every superhero movie needs to be two hours and 15 at least now. So, well, Fucking, if it's like all the like Iron Avengers, Man movies are too. I didn't have a problem because I mean, they were just kicking ass and they have so many characters. Well, but, you know, it's because we already spent 18 hours on all of their prequel movies or all of their origin movies. Because, like, you know, the turd Thor movie, two hours and 20 minutes, and then the fucking. Thor. <laughs> yeah, and then Iron Man had what three or two movies before Avengers. Then who I else had a movie? Hulk had a couple movies. Yeah, they're all of them are too long. Yeah. They, if they were like an hour fifty, hour oh, yeah. forty-five, they'd be better. Let's see. I watched a movie 2013. This is a new one uh, called Big Sur, and it was directed by Michael either Polish or Polish, mm-hmm. and um, it. Um, bur- based on the novel uh, Big Sur that Jack Kerouac wrote. And the whole thing is basically um, about Jack Kerouac, Neil Cassidy, and all these people in there. They, they go. It's, it's, it's the concept of the movie. They even say it in the trailer and everything is, you know, when Jack Kerouac wrote On the Road, it became so famous that every time, you know, like young kids would be thinking – Jack Kerouac was this 25-year-old guy out hitchhiking across, back and forth across America, having all this stuff happen and all this thing. And at this point, he he said, you know, but in reality, I'm 40 years old. I'm washed up. Blah 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 blah. He's drinking a lot and everything, and and uh, it just kind of goes along with a, with a, th- there's a lot of voiceover from the book where they show. Him and his friends at like Big Sur or, or at these places, you know, camping out or doing this or doing that, and you you have a voiceover narration, not a narration, but like a voiceover of stuff from the book, and it it works. I'm interested in the the you know that the that time period and all those yeah. people, so it it works for me. I could see where some people wouldn't you know think it was that great, but it might be. Mm-hmm. I started watching the movie Threads. Which was a, I think, a, a BBC made for BBC movie uh, that uh, Ruthless Reviews, which was, I think they still have a website. I'm not sure. I, I, I used to go there all the time. Uh, uh, did a review of this movie, and they talked about uh, it being one of the most disturbing and like bleak and depressing movies ever. And it takes place in the UK, and uh, there's uh, they introduce you to these to these characters in their regular lives and you know whether the guy's going out with a girl and she ends up getting pregnant and going to work and this thing but the whole entire time that they're doing that you're seeing the tv in the background and there's a a conflict going on in iran where the russians have kind of invaded iran mm-hmm. and the americans well then it ends up in a nuclear holocaust and i mean i i'm about halfway halfway into it and it is oh god and it, and i just posted on because i think el goro somebody posted 
on our YouTube, you know, full movie YouTube thing. Yeah. And then he commented on it, and I saw that he had commented on it. I thought, oh shit, you know, I don't want to watch that. And, and is it is it's new? You said no. It's all. It's probably like 1980s. Wow. But it's very, you know, it has. A, it, I was surprised how that thread took off. You know, a lot of people commented, and, and the the consensus is, I watched this when I was younger, and I had nightmares, and I couldn't sleep for a week, and blah 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 blah. blah. Hmm. And it's pretty. Uh, it really makes you think. Uh, but I I was thinking the other day with the um, the uh, typhoon. Uh, and these forest fires and giant fucking tornadoes and stuff like that. I don't think we're going to have to worry about nuclear war anymore. I just think that the planet's going to say, you know what, you motherfuckers, uh, <laughs> I'm sick of you, and I'm going to destroy you, and there's nothing we're going to do about it. In uh, the last movie I watched, I finally watched Repulsion. Yay! Yay. Roman Polanski and Catherine Deneuve. Uh, this is one that um, I will say this. Okay. Um, I wish I would have watched it a long time ago. I thought yeah. it was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Deneuve is so good looking in this. Uh, <laughs> and for some reason, because she's crazy, it kind of turned me on. <laughs> that if, if that tells you anything about why I'm still single and what I'm attracted to, yeah. Uh, I like her thick fucking blonde hair. It's so thick I wanted to grab it. Like the arms that come through the wall. Uh, I didn't want to climb <laughs> yeah. on top of her and rape her though every night when she went to sleep. So that's that was kind of. But I, I, and I, I just want to clarify. I just said I don't, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I might have. I might have laughed over something, so it might have sounded like other something else. So it was. Um, <laughs> holy cow! Um, it really struck a chord with me and bothered me and as I was watching it I would say there was probably about four different times in it where I was lounging back in my chair watching it and I fucking jumped out of my goddamn I mean I was like oh, oh my god good movie nice. uh, and, and, and um, something like this because it's a descent into madness and it was done so well. Uh, I mean, Polanski, Jesus Christ, you know, he, he can really fucking pull that shit off. Uh, it's to me, this is more horrifying. And I consider this for me uh, as something that, that scares me. And when I'm, when you're talking about jump scares and stuff, usually in regular horror movies, if for some reason it just doesn't do, I might jump every once in a while but it just doesn't yeah. this one really because it was uh realistic it wasn't like uh you know a guy with a hockey mask trying to slash somebody or something like yeah, that yeah. monsters or something like that and and uh you know i don't know it's kind of it, it just ugh, god but it was but it was really good it was really done well uh cool. and uh yeah. I'll, I'll watch it again Yay! She's hot. Like oh my god, she's so good looking. <laughs> Crazy bitch. Uh, you said that was all. <laughs> Crazy I had some. Uh, I, I told you about it. Oh uh, yeah. Some Smoky Mountain. Um, somebody, I guess Smoky Mountain Wrestling might have, was probably around for like maybe, I don't know how many years, couple years, two three years or something like that. And so every week they put out a show, and um, they used to have a deal. Uh, through RF video when it was going on that you could sign up for a subscription and they would record say like four shows a month on VHS and they would send you the shows 
Well, somebody uh, has decided to post like, every single one of the, the entire show nice. on YouTube. And I started at one. And I, I, I was watching, and I got off into watching other stuff, so I'm on, like, episode five. But it was just like what we were, what I was talking about last week about the Tommy Rich, Austin Idol against Jerry Lawler thing, where mm-hmm. you have the feud from its inception to, to the end. It's cool to follow the whole thing. Yeah, and that's the way this is. Except you're you're having more than one angle, and you're having entire shows, and you, you know, you. It, it was one of those deals where, especially at the beginning, if somebody wasn't working in WCW or WWF, you know, they usually would show up on Smoky Mountain. Like Paul Warndorf was on there, and and you'll have people c- come and go. And then later on, I know they were working with WWF, so you would have like. Uh, Shawn Michaels against Buddy Landell, or I think the Undertaker came down and wrestled. Uh, can't remember who, but I mean, you know, they had they had stuff like that, and you would see these guys develop too, where they're they're young guys coming up and Cornette's developing them. Like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, I think it was OVW more where they had like uh, Cena yeah, yeah. and Orton and those guys like that. But it's you, you I'm sure you'll probably see a lot more of that stuff too because I remember like. Chris Candido and Balls Mahoney and guys like that, you know, being on there wrestling. So it's it's fun to watch. I'm gonna. Cool. Keep I'm, it I up. have to check this out. What'd you watch? Uh, let's see. I um, after we stopped recording last week, I went and made a shitload of tea. It was cold in my house because my heat stopped working after we recorded. Um, and I watched Rocky three and Rocky four right in a row. This is hot tea. <laughs> Hot tea, yep. And I was under a blanket and watching Rocky Three. And um, Rocky Three is what I like about the some of the Rocky stuff is not only do they show like well with Rocky Four for instance, not only do they show Sly doing the workout and man, these things really got into a fucking uh, the same thing. For- formula there, yeah. yeah. Um, but I liked that they showed in four Dolph working out and doing his like, steroid injections and stuff too. Um, in this one, although God, they never like, showed Rocky doing his steroid injection, no, they didn't. Well, he, he didn't have any because that's, 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 that's not the American, American way, right? Yes, yeah, that's um, Armstrong. <laughs> uh, they don't, Mr. T is not in this enough. Now, granted, he's not a great actor, but really, the only time you see him is a couple times yelling and then like in the two boxing matches, and that's it. Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay, okay. And, I, and I have said this a million times. And but I think one of the funnier things, underlying things of this movie is Rocky. Of course, his brain in the first two, he's basically he's kind of a little slow from boxing, and he's got the eye problem. He's going to go blind, or well, suddenly he looks like a, a little Adonis. He's he's fucking handsome by the fourth yeah. one. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's totally like his brain is cured and everything. But he has that press conference, and Mr. T comes to the press conference, and I think this I've always thought this was so funny, and and t- and telling, is that Mr. T starts challenging him, and basically calls him a pussy, says he's never fought anybody, that he was protected, yeah, yeah. and Rocky just kind of keeps his cool, his composure, and blah 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 blah. The only thing that makes Rocky mad is when Mr. T uh, starts saying that he's, uh, he goes, hey, woman, 
hey woman you know, why don't you come over here with a real man? And I think that it was kind of like an <laughs> Italian thing. But the only thing that made Rocky pissed off enough to say, come on, let's fight, is the thought of Adrian fucking an African-American man. <laughs> well, yeah, I could see that. He's like <laughs> so funny. pissed off. He's like, you want it, you got it. Because he's just thinking, you know, and, and I always thought, honest to God, I thought this movie would have been so great. If Rocky, like when he's training and he's kind of like, you know, Apollo's trying to get him, uh, whatchamacallit, like getting, get, trying to get him fired up, trying to get him trained, he just kind of, he'll start running and he'll just quit and everything. And, and uh, if Adrian would have been like, you, you know, I'm sick of this shit. You know, all you care about is fucking lifting weights in your underpants and, and your working out and all this stuff and wearing, Armani suits and everything, and she goes, and they show a montage of Mr. T laying on his back, and and her on top of him with her big tits hanging down, and he's fucking the <laughs> shit out of her, and Rocky's just sitting there, and he's like picturing that in his head, and and he's just totally <laughs> like emasculated and destroyed. But <laughs> that's that's Mr. T's workout. <laughs> yes, yes, and but and and then Adrian comes to a press conference, and she's like. You know, uh, yeah, I found I found a real man, and you know, and all this stuff. And then Apollo and Rocky finally decide <laughs> he found he found him a real man too. Yes, see what now, I'm saying? That would be fucking awesome. I swear, by the fourth movie, Adrian was the most worthless character in the fucking movie. Well, Bert, <laughs> what's his face was too. Yeah, Bert, what's his face was pretty bad too. But well, when um, she started the "you can't win" thing, if I was Rocky, I'd have turned around and been like. You know, Jesus fucking Christ, bitch! Could you give me some fucking encouragement? <laughs> well, you know who was really good in three was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was hilarious. That's what he kind of pretty much, you know, took off. And- yeah, yeah. Well, that was what. Um, whose book was I read? Oh, it was. I think it was Stan Hansen's book. He was talking. Oh shit! I just it knocked over like fan. Bruiser Brody. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah us, I think, us, us walk around beat the shit out of everybody. I think Stan Hansen was talking about it, but and that Hulk Hogan had to like pass up going to WWF, or he passed up something to do this movie thing, and it ended up being like a really good decision for him Blow because it made him Brutus Beefcake. I can't do it um, right now, Brutus brother. I got this movie. <laughs> So and Rocky Four, see Rocky Three, I've probably only seen a handful of times. For one, for whatever reason, there was this handful of movies that I had growing up on VHS that I'd recorded off HBO or something. Um, Godzilla nineteen eighty four is one of them, uh, and but Rocky Four was another one. I swear I watched this fucking movie thirty times, and uh, you know it's it's it brings back all the memories as you watch it again, and the speech at the end, and all that shit. But it was very uh, very rah rah America, which is pretty funny. But it's vomitous. Yeah. Um, so I started watching on Netflix Instant on the recommendation of Large William um, uh, from the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to the trash. Tra- <laughs> I was getting ready, get ready to say class to the ass, and I, I stumbled. Class to the trash since 1977. Um, the Seven Up series. Um, yeah. The Up series. These are really good. Um, I've watched, so so far I've watched Seven Up, uh, Seven Plus Seven, and 21 Up. It's an investment um, to watch these, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah, yeah. The first, the the fourth one that I started, the twenty eight up, is fucking like three hours long. I'm like, what the hell? Is this um, Superman? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if anybody that's not familiar with them, these are on Netflix Instant. Uh, anybody not familiar? These it, it was a documentary series started in nineteen sixty three 
um, where a filmmaker is basically interviewing a group of kids, British children from all different sorts of backgrounds. Um, I think there's 11 of them, but uh, 10 or 11. And basically every, there's all seven years old. And the, I think the purpose of it originally was to say, you know, th- these kinds of, these people will be the leaders of Britain by the year 2000. And that was kind of the point of it. And then every seven years, he interviews with them and a couple have moved to Australia and stuff. And it's kind of interesting to see the path that they all take, depending on what the kind of, you know, kinds of things they said they're, One of the they're, kids becomes Tony Blair and becomes a war criminal. <laughs> One of the, uh, the, well, like the, the, their, as far as their, you know, their upbringing, their amount of schooling, their money, that sort of thing. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm to, I have to, I definitely am going to get back to it. The, the fourth one was just a bit long for me to start this one night. So, um, I filled a, 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 a void in my cheesy horror career and watched the lost boys. My wife was very embarrassed of me that I'd never seen that movie. Cause you know, uh, everybody had seen that one, I guess that's a fan of any kind of horror. Um, it, it, I like this one a lot. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland was pretty funny. Uh, I, I love the whole comic book angle they take in it and, um, this is a cool little movie. That's I'm glad I finally movie. watched I took it. The the chick that was the worst kisser ever. Too. Oh, yeah. It was like she had. It was like uh, she had a cold gap in her mouth, and it just wiggled back and forth, yeah. lifelessly. Gross. Jesus Christ, could you put some effort into this? The um, I watched a couple uh, more Coffin Joe movies. Yeah. Um, so I went and listened to the, well, I've listened to most of it, the episode of Projection Booth where they do the, the Coffin Joe stuff. So it was pretty interesting. But I watched the This Night I'll Possess Your Corpse, which is the second one uh, that was the, the Coffin Joe series of stories where he's actually met, trying to have a son. Um, and this one has a color sequence at the end. Is It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, this, low this was Yeah, super low budget, but man. This guy's this guy's creativity and imagination was something to behold, and um, it was cool listening to all Are you that stuff about, about Joe, his what? creativity and imagination when he gets these women back to his joint to his apartment or whatever. Zom's <laughs> like, hmm, taking notes. Um, I don't have any spiders or anything like that, though. You got a couple dogs. Maybe you can throw a, throw some the the guts of a Taco Bell burrito on some chicks and send your dogs off on them. <laughs> the um. Uh, but the I watched I watched Awakening of the Beast also, which was uh, that was a weird one. It was almost it was almost documentary like. It wasn't a Coffin Joe movie, even though Coffin Joe the character makes an appearance in it. Um, this was an interesting one, uh, and the but basically the in the in the projection booth episode where they're talking about like why he has this like anti religious slant in his movies and stuff. Mm. It was pretty interesting to listen to. So. I just Check can't that get into oot. that anti-religious thing. Yeah, Christ, man. Um, <laughs> Jesus let's see. Saves. I watched a couple of uh, Humphrey Bogart movies. Save any of Coffin Joe's victims? <laughs> yeah, part of all part of God's plan. That's why. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Why do you want to question? Why do you want to question that? Yeah. It's all part of his plan. Um, I watched a couple of Humphrey Bogart movies. Well, one wasn't really a Humphrey Bogart movie. He was just in it. Um, that one's called Dead End. From 1937. I'd love to see Humphrey Bogart play when he, like back in the, the 40s or 50s, play uh, an Americanized version of Coffin Joe. Yeah. He like terrorized Lauren Bacall. He, um, this is, this was a, I think this was a stage play. Um, 
it's it it takes place on the like the lower east side or something. There's it's like a kind of like a is a high rise rich like a new rich people high rise that borders right against this slum basically. So it's kind of it's it's just like mostly it focuses on this gang of kids that hang out at the end of this the dead end mm-hmm. all day and really don't do shit. And then like the rich kid that they harass, it's in the rich kid building. <laughs> then, uh, but then he plays, uh, Humphrey Bogart plays Babyface Barton, who is coming back to this town after being gone for a while. And he's had plastic surgery. So people don't really recognize him. It's, it was okay. I, I read it in a list of like things to look like movies to look for by him. If you hadn't, you know, if you'd already seen like the, his famous ones, not, this was not my favorite. He's fine in it, but, uh, this is not a bogey movie. So, Joel McRae is like the main guy in it. I didn't really recognize him. So, um, and the only other thing I watched was uh, "To Have and Have Not," and I this is still another not quite all there Humphrey Bogart movie. Um, this is this came out a couple years after Casablanca, and oddly, it feels a lot like Casablanca. It has like a uh, guy that hangs out at a bar. Uh, he plays the guy that hangs out at the bar all the time. It's a French occupied uh, tropical location. Um, he's kind of getting tied up in this whole underground uh, French movement thing. Um, it has Lauren Bacall in it. And this is the movie where they kind of fell in love with, you, with each other. Um, he was 45 at the time and she was 19. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, but uh, she's she was fucking gorgeous in it, man. But it, it's it's all right. Um, not my favorite though. And it was based on an Ernest Hemingway book that apparently people hated, and <laughs> William William Faulkner rewrote it for the screenplay. So, oh. um, and they they changed quite a bit. They said they only writ they only used like the first fifth of the book for the actual story in the movie. So, um. And it took place. The book takes takes place in Cuba. And this is a, I don't remember the name of the island they're on in this one, but he's a he's a uh, commercial fisherman. No, no, well, not a commercial fisherman. He rents out a boat for basically like tourists to go out deep sea fishing. I don't know what that would be called, but he drives the boat. Charter and, charter boat. Yeah, like she's a, yeah charter there charter fisherman. Yeah, he takes people out to do deep sea fishing and stuff. Um, and the guy that plays his drunk friend in it, who I can't recall the name of, is very good in it. Uh, I liked him a lot. Uh, maybe Walter Brennan. Is that his name? Jake McLarge. Anyway, what? Jake McLarge, who's the drunk friend. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's all I watched. Yay! But let's take a break. And do you, you got a preference what you want to cover first this week? Nah. Mm-hmm. Let's do... The let's beyond. do The Beyond first. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back and do The Beyond. Or I'm not going to try the Italian name again. We'll be right back. Beyond. Son, it's time we have a talk. About what, Dad? Well, son, pretty soon you want to look at naked girls. Some movies have lots of naked girls and things that make you feel strange. Mm, like Sasha Gray videos? <laughs> oh, you've got to start off slow, son. Save the triple penetration gangbangs for when you get old and miserable. Savor the sight of bare breasts from a bygone era before they were a Google away. Supper time, you two. And remember, no incestuous roughies or rapey pink films until after dinner. 
the Trashy Trio, covering Euro sleaze, Japanese pink films, American ruffies, or any other sordid entertainment that comes their way. The Trashy Trio, a podcast to listen to while alone, with headphones on, probably in your closet, under some covers. Living a Mondo life, packing the Tonto knife, it's sharp like an anaconda's bite. You get stomped in a fight. I love mentioning weapons. Into the ring, stepping on your skull. We do demented things when rapping. Satanic like a cleric, leaving your mama steric. Shank your face with a kitchen knife till you look like John Merrick. I'm full of gore, brutal like a pit bull's jaw. Belligerent like demons that pull you to the floor. It's more hype, back from the dead, cracking your head. Open with a pipe, getting hype, back up what you said. I'm like a skeleton covered with rotted skin. I got a grin, shanking you till I murder you cause I gotta win. Packing Alright, just to be on, 1981, uh, let me just say, as far as Trashy Trio goes, huge, huge, huge thanks to Josh uh, from Trashy Trio for all the help on our website this week. I didn't tell you, Zom, um, you know the shit we were having with the Google searches, the site may be hacked and yeah. that shit. He has been working uh, a lot, helping us get that shit cleaned up, because I was at a loss about how, how to do that, and I think we might be... Very, very close to back to normal again. So, so better, we, I better not say anything. Talk shit on them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was a, it was a bad one. It was a mess on there. There was lots of pages that got that shit on it. So. Jesus. Um, I, well, you know, I'm kind of disappointed because I thought I was going to be able to buy some Viagra. From you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the Beyond 1981. Yeah, Dom, how about a little synopsis? Alrighty, I'm a synopsis. There you go. Let's see. I'm gonna try and uh, be a voice. I could do a, like a voice. Do a do an Italian accent. I can't do that. A young S- woman. Sing clam I'm gonna do a midnight ride voice. Midnight ride. Midnight ride. A young woman. We always do the midnight ride. Voice. We always do the, every every synopsis is the midnight ride voice. A young woman inherits an old hotel in Louisiana or Louisiana. Where after a series of supernatural accidents, she learns that the building was built over one of the entrances to hell. Uh, spoiler alert. Josh would know how to say Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, so, the beyond. So, yeah, like I said, this was going to be a Flesh, flesh Eaters double feature, and um, there were zombies in this. I had seen this movie quite a while ago and just completely forgot that the fucking zombies don't eat flesh in this movie at all. They do like to squeeze faces, but that's really about it. But um, uh, this is this is known as, I think, probably Fulci's better of the, like, the series of gore movies that he did. Um, well, this is a better one. Yeah, well, yeah, you see some of those. I think I still prefer Zombie Two. Um, this, um, you know, this this one, this one has its issues, but uh, it, it it does work for me. I'll just go ahead and spoil it and say that. But we we open the film in nineteen uh, twenty seven um, at said hotel uh, hotel where there's a group of uh, of Tea Party members out looking for warlocks, and they they. Uh, 
What was cool about it though is the sepia tone that he did. Like it's, it wasn't quite black and white. Um, I thought it was a neat look, but uh, they are basically basically have a, a a mob of angry henchmen out to get this uh, this guy that is holed up in room thirty six of this of this hotel in Louisiana. Um, it was definitely not very built up then because they could like ride their swamp boats right up to the front door. Basically, I don't know what kind of hotel that was, but the uh, we get uh, it was like America's best in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, including all the including the chain beatings and the <laughs> the, yeah. and the nails in the wall. Yeah. Um. But uh, we get early on introduced now. Um. I've, even having seen this a couple times, I feel like the person that they show reading this particular book at the beginning is somebody that we see later on. But again, I, I, I was it the was it the blonde was it the blind chick that you see reading? Fuck, anyway, anyway, you got a woman reading the the book of of Ebon or Ibon or yeah something like that. Um, the book of Ibon is one of the books in the uh, Cthulhu Cthulhu mythos, the H.P. Lovecraft like. Uh, weird underground uh, horror Necronomicon stuff. Um, the the book of Ibon or Ebon, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it is it, it was supposed to be written by a guy like a, a particular wizard and had a uh, a it, it just kind of like his techniques in slaying otherworldly creatures and stuff like that. But they they this book is used in it in kind of a necronomicon type way if you've seen the evil dead movies in that this book is kind of the the key to this whole all, all this shit kind of unfolding constantly at this this hotel um so this guy who is accused of being a warlock um he's he's cornered in this hotel the guys uh, and it's particularly brutal they whip him with a chain i feel like i might have seen that in other fulci films too but they uh, they whip him across the face first, and every time they whip him, it's not like a it's not like the whips you see um, usually in movies that uh, where they just leave like a, a mark. Basically, uh, this one was pretty graphic because every time they'd whip him, it would just open up the skin. Yeah, and it's like the fucking by Nikita Koloff in a Russian chain match. <laughs> the Russian chain match. Yeah. yeah. The um, oh man, I just remembered that image of uh, Magnum TA hanging. Nikita Koloff over the top rope with his chain. Great. Fucking Russian prick. Yeah, USA. Um, but the uh, it was pretty. I mean, it looked good. I mean, I, you know, I don't remember that guy's name. I think they said his name, but uh, the, the music at the beginning was a little weird. Um, didn't really match 1920s Louisiana, I would say. But um, <laughs> it's done by Fabio Fritzi. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the other one. He ha- he does he has kind of a synthy style. Maybe I'm thinking of the other movie that it doesn't match. I kind of like his his music. He did the music for um, uh, Zombie as well. The other the Fulci film from '79. Mm-hmm. Have you t- had you seen that one? No, mm-hmm. no. It's I mean if you like zombie movies you might like that one. Um, but he did he he's he's still around. I mean he's only sixty some odd years old so. He's still doing his thing, so he's still already pretty young. Um, but uh, it's it's not the most fitting music all the time, but I still like it. It has that weird synthy sound that a lot of the '80s Italian horror had. 
I liked it. Yeah. So um, after you see that chain beating and they, they really fuck this guy up, I mean, they throw like liquid lye on his face, I think it was. Yeah. And, like, dissolve his face while he's alive and na- nail him to a wall. The, 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 the nail looked really good at first. They did this effect. Um, it's the whole, they're not through the palm, but they're doing it through his wrists. Yeah. And they do this effect where I guess it's a fake arm against the wall and like somebody else has their hand through a hole in the wall. So his hand is wiggling as they're fucking nailing the nail through his wrist. It looked really good. Some of that the other blood one, looked like it looked more like an iced tea coming out. <laughs> Just, it was watery and it wouldn't. The blood was a little red. translucent. Yeah, the, the blood the blood was see through in this, but uh, I guess it's better than the the seventies blood that looked like yeah. that paint you used in elementary school. Fluorescent paint. <laughs> but but you know maybe he was on like some kind of blood thinner. The um. Well, it was all it was all through it. Like when there's a, when the guy got got his eyes jabbed out later, he had the blood that pulled up, and the other guy with the tarantula face, he had the he had the clear blood too. It looked kind of like, um, well, the fake blood that you get for Halloween, like in the in the tubes where yeah. you can kind of see through it. Yeah. So we get the intro. We got a, we get not only a, a, a that blonde woman reading the book of Ibon, but you have the you know the the death of the warlock in the hotel. Um, and then we fast forward to 1981, present day, and you have this woman from out of town, Liza, and Liza has just, I thought bought the hotel, but I think she might have actually inherited it from a family somehow. But um, she, you know, she is coming down here to fix this place up. And she has all the workers there, and blah blah blah. And really, I mean, there's not they don't spend too much time on ba- on giving her backstory before all the shit just starts going nuts. Um, first, a guy that's painting the outside on a scaffold. He kind of has this vision of this this blonde woman with basically just whites for her eyes. And you see her again later on, this blind woman who the contacts they use for her eyes they almost look like they're made out of like like actual marble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They fucking must have been miserable to wear. Those contacts looked huge and thick. Like you could see yeah, the edge of them. Ugh. But he has a vision of her and freaks out and falls off and almost kills himself. Um, and you have Joe the plumber. Uh, so it's like only 15 minutes in, and Fulci apparently was known. You know, he's known for his eyeball trauma. It happens in a few, and it happens in this one too. You get a thumb coming out of a out of a <laughs> out of a hole in the wall, and <laughs> it it does the whole. Uh, uh, Harley race style jabbing the thumb in the eye. <laughs> yeah. The but uh, of course we have to linger on it. It's not just a ah, scream in blood. They focus, they, they, you, you get a zoom in and the, the eyeball actually like wedging its way out of the socket. So yeah, poor Joe, the plumber, um, his job is to go down in what might be the most miserable fucking basement I've ever seen. This shit must've been flooding for 30 years. I don't know how the foundation of this whole, hotel wasn't just crumbling <laughs> because he's looking at these walls where there's leaks and like the wall is just like eroding away in front of his eyes i mean this is like not just dripping water this is flowing water in this place but it's probably like uh, well i don't know if it was knee deep but it was damn near close well yeah well they had bridges over parts yeah. of it because I mean, it would have been fucking get that shit fixed <laughs> Fuck. well i guess nobody's been in there since the since yeah, it was abandoned who knows how long ago um, you'd think they would just would have torn it down by now, but you know, the, um, and you really, with a lot of the things you see in this, you kind of have to take 
placement and kind of even logic at times with a grain of salt because it is it's it's well one it could just be seen as shitty storytelling but it's it's since it is well as it's spoiled in the in the uh synopsis a the gateway to hell um right underneath them basically things just kind of appear and disappear at the drop of a hat and a lot of things are not explained and that could be definitely the explanation is that this, you know, that's why all this shit's just going on because people end up in different places and not even know why they are somewhere. Mm. But, um, it, it, it is a little awkward at first trying to getting used to those jumps. I mean, cause there are a lot of jumps in storytelling. I mean, with Liza going in and out of town, she's driving across this bridge. This bridge looks familiar. I feel, I feel like I'd seen it somewhere before. Um, did, had you seen that that really long bridge? You don't see anything except water and this long straight bridge just driving across. I, it. I mean, I've. I, I feel like I've seen that in a movie before. Well, I think I saw it in Florida. I would think. I, I don't know. But the, um, you know, there's this random bl- blind woman standing in the middle of the highway, this long bridge in the middle of nowhere, and with her dog and Liza. I mean, this is where it starts. Liza doesn't think it's weird at all that she's standing there knows Liza's name because Liza has to stop the woman is you know she she stops right in the middle of the road and the woman knows her <laughs> and not only that she apparently just takes the woman to her hotel <laughs> like, okay yeah. let's go um need to lift me but uh did you notice that weird moment with uh the like housekeeper Martha and Joe the plumber when uh speaking of teabaggers Joe the plumber when he uh she says to him, like, I made this little pathway just for Joe. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> it was really, like, this weird... Like, they kind of had something going on there. Yeah. Well, okay, was that Martha later in the ho- in the hospital, or was that somebody that we just didn't see yet? Mm-hmm. When know. she goes there, when Joe, uh, when Joe meets his untimely demise, and he's in the hospital. And see, like, the, the thing with the hospital, too, you jump in and out of the hospital a few times, especially with the little girl with red hair, who, I don't know if that was Joe's daughter. They don't, I don't remember if they say, even say who she is. But she's in the hotel, or, I mean, in the hotel. She's in the hospital a couple times, and one of which leads her to, th- you think, oh, well, she's dead. And then, nope, <laughs> she's at his funeral. And then she's fucking back at the hospital again. So that one didn't really make sense. I was suspending disbelief. There you go. That I was um, actually watching this turd. <laughs> Come on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh <laughs> So when when now I I wrote that it was Marsha but I don't know who it was in the hospital after Joe's death um his eyeballs are gouged, gouged out and they go back to the hospital and uh, I guess his eyes are sewn shut or something. It was good. It was good looking makeup. I mean, it looked cheap, but I liked it because he had empty eye sockets and his face was all droopy, and um, he uh, he becomes one of these Walking Dead that we see throughout the film several times. Just kind of they pop in and out. They're not fast. They they lumber about. They moan a lot. Oh, they um, lumber. They are yeah. lumbering. They, they're they, slow. I mean, unless, they might unless be you the bump into zombies. them, you're pretty safe. I think. I think they might be the slowest zombies ever. They're like, uh, and like seriously, like three steps a second, maybe. They're pretty slow. Wait, three steps a second—that'd be a lot. Three steps a minute. Um, 
But when when Marsha, I'm just gonna say it's Marsha. When Marsha's there in the hospital, um, I guess it's just an excuse for some gore. But she screams at something, and they don't show what it is she's screaming at. Then all of a sudden, she's fucking laying on the floor (laughs) with acid falling on her face, and this poor little girl is sitting there like staring at this woman getting her face melted off. It was kind of a cool effect, and I've seen them do this in movies before, where they've had something on the person's face. Because at first, I think it was a real person, and they were pouring whatever this this liquid was on her face, and it was reacting with something else to make like this foam on yeah, her face. Yeah, probably some kind so of it looked like it was stu- or dry ice. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And then eventually, it's obvious that it's just a dummy because her face is actually melting completely. But the um, and I, I never could figure out what made her exactly scream, but. I really liked that shot of the like pink frothy goo kind of coming across the floor and the little girl barely steps out of the way. Like it just shows or her, does her little she? feet. Or does she? And that's where it got a little confusing. But um uh they, they keep focusing on room thirty six, which as I said was where that quote unquote warlock was melted and beaten and tortured and de- deaded. Um and I guess I guess thirty six is probably like six 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 like three sixes or something. Um, oh, did you th- did you think speaking of the blonde chick earlier or the blind blonde chick earlier? Did you think she was hot at all? Yeah, yeah. Doctor, I want to see what her name is. Um, Cynthia Monreal. Let's look up pictures of her. Monreal. She was not in too much stuff, but. Um, the uh, she even even her again it's a little confusing because she's in and out of the story um her house looks a lot like or wherever she lives i guess it's a house looks a lot like the hotel so i was confused when i first saw it whether she was in the hotel or not and then some people are even questioning whether she even exists and and at this point i'm you know maybe that's the point is that you know is she real or not and was she the woman reading the book at the beginning i need to go back and look cuz i've never paid enough attention to that but uh the uh there's some <laughs> there's some awesome bad acting um in the bookstore then when liza's in town and she's getting she goes into town to get uh that's a real southern thing to say is to go into town isn't it um I would but, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't sound southern to me. <laughs> the uh but she goes into town and gets gets advice on decorating her place and stuff like that and she goes by one particular like bookstore and sees the actual like book of Ibon books that was at her house before and she's like, "Wait, how the fuck did this get here?" Okay. I think OSHA uh, should have shut down that fucking bookstore with that goddamn ladder that that guy <laughs> had to climb to get that book. It wasn't, yeah, the ladder wasn't even attached to the wall. It was just leaning against the bookshelf. Yeah, and that fucking bookshelf, it was like five rows of books above the the max of the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) But the the bookstore owner has this really fucking awful acting. Like, he's giggling at first, and then he stops and looks at Liza, and I just busted out laughing. He's like, (laughs) and stops, like, mid-laugh and just stares at her. Then he's like, you want to buy that book? <laughs> he, I think he was he had was dead, he had to be dubbed, but it was a really bad voice. But um, the guy there's the, the guy kind of helping out Liza is getting basically br- blueprints of the hotel, and somebody doesn't want him to find those. Then we get the uh, the famous or infamous that means more than famous uh, tarantula scene. <laughs> 
with, with and, uh, let me tell you what their mistake was with the tarantula scene. I like the tarantula scene because when the <laughs> this poor bastard one had to let these tarantulas crawl over all over his face like that, and uh, but it's so ridiculous that a spider would fucking like dis like basically just dismember a person. Pull your nose, your ear off. Yeah, they tongue. pull out his they pull off his nostril, but um. Uh, the uh, where where their mistake was on that, I think, was um, showing the real tarantulas and the yeah. painfully tra- fake tarantulas right beside each other. <laughs> they spent all this money on fucking dissolving skin, and gore, and eyeballs, and all that stuff. They could have they could have at least gotten some like rounded legs on the tarantulas or something. I mean, they, <laughs> these tarantulas were like pointy. They didn't even look the same color. They looked terrible. Yeah. But uh, there's more eyeball trauma there. I think one of the tarantulas like eats the guy's eyeball. And what, what was funny about that guy? He's getting his face ripped off, and he just lays there the entire time, just going like, "Ugh, ugh." <laughs> he's not screaming or anything. He's like, uh. "Granted, he had just fallen off the ladder, so he was a little dazed." But it's obvious he's aware of what's going on. So he's not trying to like, uh, uh, like wave off the spiders. He's not acting frightened. He just acts like he's a little grossed out that spiders are crawling on him, even though they're eating his face. <laughs> But um, the <laughs> <laughs> you're totally out of this. The um, the but yeah, I'm I'm just you know as I was saying with the plot jumps that those are my biggest issues with it. I like this <laughs> the, with the with the uh, you know like what happened with the woman in the morgue. I know they they show her funeral, but like the little girl like apparently like goes blind or something. You see her at the funeral. You see her get attacked by a zombie, but then she's alive again. Like I don't know, that didn't really make sense. Um, did and then it seemed like everybody just forgot about Emily after after the doc, after her after Liza's friend doctor asks basically questions Emily's existence. She's out of the story. Like it shows kind of what it shows her story, but like Liza doesn't mention her anymore. It's like oh okay, I guess she's not real. Maybe I don't know. Um, Say so some of that. But uh, in the in the zombies here, I really like the zombies, but I think they're probably more like like demonic or magical in some way, as opposed to just actually corpses that are walking around. Because they, you know, they'll disappear, reappear in other places. Um, the ending of this movie I thought was was really cool. I like the I like the direction it went. And there's a really fucking great, like well shot moment in the hospital with breaking glass behind Liza that I thought was really cool. Like the way that was done. Um, I like this movie, but I know apparently you must have some issues with it. Let's hear why <laughs> <laughs> you might not be a fan of this one. It was just fucking a turd, man. <laughs> um, well, I kind of got an idea when I saw that David Warback was, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, uh, you know, when we were talking about that lack of charisma thing that, yeah. uh, you can't, you know, but anyway, um, well, he's not in it a ton, in, it, in all fairness. It was more... It, this was definitely so fucking, so fucking awful, it's good, I guess. Kind of... Because, I mean, it was just... I love the, the ending when he's shooting these things with this big three fifty seven Magnum, and he... Um, this goes on for probably like 10 or 15 minutes. He and never every reloads time, that six-shooter. Yeah, he ran out of bullets the one time, and I was like, well, why the fuck is he still holding on to the goddamn gun? 
because he doesn't have any bullets, but then suddenly it replenished itself with the Hollywood bullets that just keep reloading. <laughs> um, but he shot, he would shoot him in the chest and in the stomach, and they wouldn't do anything. That, but then when he would shoot him in the head, they'd go down. So what's he do? He continues to shoot him in the chest and in the stomach. And you know, then he finally would shoot him in the head and get a couple of them. But they're so slow moving. Now, uh, you know, people that said you know about like World War Z and the zombies being too fast. Put it this way: if the zombies would have been this slow in World War Z, the movie would have been a ridiculous fucking laugh fest. Because I mean, it's like Jesus Christ, they were so slow. There was twenty of them in a room that was probably a, a you know. 30 by 30 square room and they still couldn't catch Warbeck and this chick because you know they're so slow it take them all day to get across the fucking room so anyway um, I did like that that weird creepy weird music uh, yeah. that synthy kind of music it, like Fabio you said, it doesn't, music, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't really fit but um, when there was the one scene where um, th- there was this a uh, fucking shitty bathtub full of water. This brown water—it it oh, looked like gross. diarrhea or just mud and everything. And that oh, the handfuls of hair she's pulling yeah, out of there. She and fucking... reaches down in there and fucking pulls that big glop of uh, fur hair out of the drain. And See, did that happen out of order? Because I swear that was Marsha in the fucking hospital getting her face melted, and then that happened later with her at the house. The maid. That was the maid. Maid wasn't the maid wasn't Marsha? Were there two maid were there two I women with curly brown hair that worked at the house? Uh shit. I don't Or the hotel, excuse me. I don't know. Yeah, uh, see I was confused who that who that was. But um the, when the water started draining out, as soon as that one the, the main guy, which his name was what was his name? The main uh Schwa Schwick. Schweik. I, I just called him Doctor. <laughs> The yeah, doctor, well, yeah, the the warlock guy that was yeah, that yeah. kept coming back. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the main guy, uh, the main bad guy, whatever. As soon as he would appear, like when that water was draining out of that tub, you couldn't see down in the water. And as it was draining, you know, he's in the fucking tub and he sits up, and they start playing that weird music. It was like, and that kind of added to the creepiness for me. Um, I did like the 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 uh, fucking weird eyeball shit. Um, the the zombie people, I like when they were in the hospital and they're walking real slow. And like each one of them, that it was super duper low budget, you know, with the uh, the makeup and stuff. Like they all look like they had lobotomies or some kind of weird scars or whatever and everything. But um, like I said, I think this one, this is another example of when I was watching it. I will say this: the goddamn spider thing. Uh, it it was just kind of I don't know it it was it was laughable but it was just it went on for fucking too long and it was just like you know it was like a Fangoria magazine thing where you know uh, it would be on the cover and they'd have twenty pages of of okay look this is where it's pulling his tongue out like I said the blood and stuff was pretty really, Tom Savini if he would have seen this he probably laughs his ass off uh, <laughs> first of all he laughs his ass off about how he froze Sammy up at Whorehound Weekend yeah and uh, then he and, and then later on he's laughing about this the the special effects in this one but I think that, again <laughs> that is this the first rated X movie we ever reviewed. This movie was rated X? Yeah. Uh, it might be. 
But it, it, it's one of these. Well, ones I mean, it's funny that both of these were probably rated X that yeah. we ended up choosing oh, both yeah. of them. If we were, oh, I think they both were. But if if we were all sitting around like there was a whole group of us watching this thing or whatever, mm-hmm. I think you know it would be kind of fun. And I did have some parts where I was laughing, but it just the the just the over the top gore, even though it was kind of uh, chintzy and cheesy, it just turns me off. I'm just like, eh, fuck, because they just linger on. Like you said, if they would poke somebody's eye out and they show it real close and then and then cut away just to get the 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 quick effect and cut away, but they just linger on it and then it just looks so cheesy and fakey and. Yeah, that was kind of the point I think with the, with because a lot of well, starting in the late '70s in Italy, that they really started doing this kind of thing a lot to to I guess sell the movies. Well, I think they um, said this one didn't they say that this one actually uh, this one was made uh, when the whole zombie thing was kind of going out of fashion. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the, that seemed to be the route that that Italy would follow. You know, they would kind of. They'd jump on a the the genre film of choice would be you know whatever was there would be a couple you know there'd be something popular in here then but for about ten years there would be just a shitload of them that would come out in Italy until they wore them out you know with spaghetti westerns and I mean granted the the the, the Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns were not American but right. you know they were marketed I mean with Clint Eastwood I'd say they were probably marketed towards an American audience as well but. You have, um, I mean, then you have the the Dirty Harry ripoffs, um, and and it's probably the same with this. They yeah. just kind of rode that thing until, you know, after so many zombies or films are released, they got to do something a little different, which in this case would be gore or fucking hell or whatever. I, which well, I thought that, was and that's kinda, the, I, the the whole thing about the, um, I know it wasn't. It was the. Not the Necromonicon or whatever, but that kind of stuff. I I kind of like that. I like that. I yeah. like that it had that kind of almost like a Hellraiser kind of a. a it has or um. Like there's that. there's three movies that are kind of tied to each other. Um, there's City of the Living Dead, I think that Fulci did, and then House. I can't remember that one. And then House by the Cemetery. They're all kind of. They all kind of have that same thing where it's like basically a house located on some kind of fault yeah. in the earth that goes down a t- little too far. <laughs> well, I like the um, oh shit um, wait a minute City Dead Air, Dead Dead Air. <laughs> yeah, City of the Living Dead was the other one I was thinking of which City of the Living Dead um, and House by the Cemetery I think came first and then this was the third one of the Gates of Hell trilogy the end part there, well, I don't want to say what happened, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, there was a scene that kind of reminded me of the, this, the vision that they had for a certain place in the movie Constantine, where mm-hmm. he had to go to uh, that place just for a few seconds to find somebody or whatever. Anyway, but anyway, um, I liked all that stuff. I, I liked the, uh, the grossness of that uh, hotel. Like you said, how it was, especially the the basement, because even though it was just ridiculously, you know, horrible, wet, dark, and everything, it, just that walking around in that water and shit, and you know, it it was ripe for somebody to just you know kind of pop out and this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it just this one is, I, but you know, I was gonna say, I like R- Romero. Uh, Zombie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've seen the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh, 
the I think the early eighties. Dawn of the Dead, mid air, mid eighties remake of Night of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, that's I, that's Savini. Yeah, I like some of the the uh, the uh, fast movers that have come out in the past. Uh, not just uh, World War Z, but um, uh, oh shit, uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, the newer one. Because um, I haven't, I don't think I've seen the other one. Uh, and um, what was the other one? Um, Twenty is it? Twenty eight days later. Yeah, that, that yeah, that one's more that one's like disease the disease. Yeah, but I kind of like that that you know. So I'm not. It's not like I don't, you know. But this was just. Bleh. And I I really I really like zombie movies. I'd say, I mean, there's obviously really horrible zombie movies. Uh, the but, acting in this was just fucking awful. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The the um I I I'm a big fan of zombie movies. I think of all the kind of monster stuff that's out there. Zombies have always been up there for me is a favorite because for me it's they're the fucking like they're the scariest because they never stop like like vampires and stuff like that aren't as aren't as scary to me because with zombies it's it's that there's so many of them if there's one at a time maybe not but yeah it just they just keep coming and coming and nothing fucking stops them and like you know inevitably somebody's going to end up being trapped in a room or just overwhelmed and that like claustrophobic feeling that you get in a lot of them. Yeah. That's the whole world war Z, the slow movers in the book. What made it effective was, is that, you know, almost all the population. So there's just so many of them. I mean, even if, even if they, one of them's head was cut off and you were walking by like a pool of water that might be, you know, uh, a foot deep, you know, you might be walking through that water and there's a head in there. The head could bite you, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, just, but you see these one, you know, the movies, it just it depends on the interpretation. Cause you know, people say, well, if you shoot him in the head, you know, that was Romero's thing, you know, shoot him in the yeah. head or destroy the brain or whatever. Uh, so and see, what about, what about like voodoo zombies? What was the way to kill them? Fire? Like they didn't. They, I, they, I don't. Well, that that's wasn't the thing, the you know. That that was my that was my uh, answer when people would be like, you know, fucking the World War Z movie sucked because the, the zombies are fast and zombies shouldn't be fast. And and I was my thing was well, you know, who says it's all fucking fake and just made up? <laughs> and they said, well, George Romero. And I was like, well, no, wait a minute. There were fucking voodoo zombies. Yeah. Way before George Romero, and it would be just some voodoo priestess, you know, would. Uh, bring somebody back to life, and they would do his their bidding. Uh, that was that was like in that Marvel comics. Uh, they they had their monster uh, thing. They had Frankenstein and a uh, Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night. Well, they had a zombie, and that's kind of like what it was. I think some you know just brought him back to life or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, the, but this I, is not a this is not a zombie movie. This, this is, is a low budget uh, well, drive in ha- <laughs> uh, grindhouse shit. You know, it has it has zombies in it, but this is not a zombie film. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, this is a this is a movie about. I mean, it's 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 titled apo- appropriately. I mean, there's just like there's witchcraft, there's fucking you know, Cthulhu shit, there's magic, there's animals attacking, and there's zombies, and there's you know some other stuff that we won't spoil. But I, I you know, I, it, this one has a lot of problems, but I still enjoy it. We can go ahead and they, rate it. They said um, something about like um, I guess they did a. Uh, I don't know how many years later, but. Uh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't that many years. It was only like maybe a couple years after this was made. They they did like an interview thing uh, that they added on to the 
I guess the DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. They talked to Warbeck and the chick that was the the main chick, and I think he died like just right after they because he, he actually talks about in the interview that he has like cancer and he oh. died young. I mean, he was only like maybe fifty early to mid fifties. He had cancer and but yeah, I just remember him. Uh, there was a I think it was called uh, the Last Hunt. It was a Vietnam. Hmm. A cheap Italian Vietnam kind of apocalypse now sort of movie, and I just remember, you know, at one time when VHS stores first started up, you know, you'd rent everything, and I was like, oh, what's this? It's a war movie, man. It's about Vietnam, and that was when <laughs> Platoon and all that shit was out, so everybody was <laughs> watching Vietnam movies, and I and he just doesn't have a lot of charisma. Oh yeah, you know, this is our. We did another. Didn't we do another Fulci movie like really early on? I think Didn't so. Did he do For the Apocalypse? Was that him? Yeah. Oh, is that, was that him? Yeah, I think so. Now, see, I liked the shit out of that. Well, he, see, he didn't do horror movies at first. Yeah. He started off doing westerns. He did, uh, he did some, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess Giallo are kind of horror movies. Um, but it wasn't until the late 70s that he started doing straight-up horror movies. So Maybe House by, you know what, House by the Cemetery might have come after The Beyond. But like New York Ripper, and, well, he did a couple. He did that fucking... Uh, he did a couple post-apocalyptic movies, I think. Did we do that one? New Gladiators? Did we? No, I don't think I don't we did think that so. one. Um, but I think that was on the Midnight Ride. Midnight Ride. Um, we can get our ratings. I I own this movie. Really? I like it? Yeah, I have the DVD. I need to watch those extra features. It has a commentary track on it too. I'm not now, sure see, who I it would is. I'd be but. more interested in seeing that than ever watching the movie again. Mm. It's weird because oh. the 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 special effects. Like with the gore and stuff, did to me. Like I said, it looks so phony, but for some reason, it just kind of grossed me out. I'm like, yeah, this is just <laughs> gross. Very gross melty. for gross sake, and just lingering yeah. on it, you know. Very um, melty. Dude. I give it a seven point five. Two. Two. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. That bad? You were that miserable? Yeah. I just. Uh, no, I, I mean, okay. I will. I will say. Um, the I don't know yeah two it just I mean it, it raises it up from a one just uh, the 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 music and the like I said I like the Necronomicon kind of idea yeah. but the the acting was just so fucking bad <laughs> it comes with the territory everything was just bad it was all bad yeah. Yeah, it was oh well can't win them all. I, it's not or, a one. Can't re- can't reward it can't re- win hardly any of them. Apparently. I doubled it. I started out as a one, and I turned good it job. into a two. Yeah. All right. Our discussion doubled it again, just like Visitor yeah. Q. I'll never watch it again, ever. Okay. No matter. Um. What. All right. Uh, let's take a break and come back and do another one that I'm sure you're a big fan of, <laughs> Cannibal Ferox. Yay! I still don't know what that means, Ferox. Yes, yes. If I had a podcast. I podcast in the morning, I podcast in the evening, all over the swamp. I talk about Hamlet, I talk about Amicus, I talk about every tiny wish blank in between, especially about Neil Connery. Amicus.com you a 
All right, Cannibal Ferox. Very uh, clever choice, Jeff, by the way, on that yeah. song. <laughs> Thought that was cool. All right, <coughs> Midnight Ride. <coughs> Three friends Ride. out to prove, disprove cannibalism meet two men on the run who tortured and enslaved a cannibal tribe to find emeralds. And now the tribe is out for revenge. And let's get Jungle Ride. Directed by Umberto Lenzi. Cannibal Ferox, 1981. Zom. Yo. You wanted a cannibal movie. You got one. What did you think? I love Steve Miller. Uh, I'm old. Um, okay. <laughs> now, this movie uh, has a lot of parallels with Cannibal Holocaust. They were made almost at the same time. Which too. I I have a I have that movie on VHS because nice. that was one of the uh, you know one of those ones where it's like oh it's so disturbing oh Jesus Christ it's so disturbing shit so anyway I bought it on VHS <laughs> and I watched it and I think it has like this in, in like our the the porn star Arbola he didn't go by that name but I mean he was in that movie uh, but anyway it's funny you did that voice which one because Jesus. That one, though, Jesus Christ, because it's just live. So the you were you said right before the break what you don't know what Ferox meant. Ferox meant is it's Latin for fierce. And immediately when I read that, I imagined uh, a gay cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God, can I eat your penis? <laughs> Jesus Christ, eat you up. Uh, <laughs> uh, inappropriate. Inappropriate. Why did I give that voice? <laughs> this is the big gay podcast. Uh, by the way, I'm well, just, I was coming out of the closet. Yeah, oh, really? Congratulations. Uh, not really. I don't like anybody, man or oh. woman. Uh, let's see here. Jungle Love. Uh, okay. Cannibal Ferox. Okay. So I did notice, uh, like I said, a lot of parallels because it seems like the, the formula between these two is, you know, you get these white fuckers. And um, they are, you know, talking about, uh, oh, you know, these primitive tribes and these tribes and they're so primitive. They're so backward. They're so stupid. And they're like fucking like eat people and everything. But then the whole concept is when they're thrust into this, that uh, the, they, they, they dehumanize or, uh, you know, look at these, these uh, primitive tribesmen. As like they're they are superior to them, so they use and abuse them, and they end up becoming uh, act. They are actually more the horrible. Who's awful. the animal? Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, uh, you kind of, you get sort of the same thing here. There's a little bit more of a twist, I think, with this one. I haven't seen Cannibal Holocaust in a long time, but if I remember correctly, I think that you know the the group that went into the Amazon or whatever in that one, uh, they literally were the ones that uh, kind of thought, you know, hell, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. There's no law. It's the yeah. law of the jungle. So they just started abusing and using their power and everything to do all this bad shit. Whereas in this one, you have uh, these eggheads. Uh, uh, college students uh, 
who um, obviously believed at this period of time, this was way past the uh, the seventies burn your bra thing, but yeah. uh, the two chicks uh, obviously were still living that, which I appreciated because we got to see some nice pokies throughout <laughs> the uh, throughout the. Although the, the one chick who's who's who was writing the dissertation, yeah. her pokies weren't all that impressive. Well, neither one of them had big boobs, but no, but the, I mean, at least the blonde chick like. Like they were fine. Well, but that's because she was a hula. But the the, other <laughs> chick, I, I, the, the, the dark haired girl, yeah, she just wasn't very attractive. I she looked fucked very, her though. She's well, one of those yeah, ones but, that you know when sometimes uh, the things that make them less attractive, uh, it's it's kind of more of a turn on because you know <laughs> you're better looking than they are or something. I don't know. You know they'll be extra appreciative. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of maybe. I don't know. I'm You're eating a little Debbie snack cake. Mm, nom, nom. Nom, what kind? Um, it's like this autumn ones that have they they have like orange and brown sprinkles on top. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like a zebra cake. Zebra cake. Um, you have these the the, the the one girl is doing the dissertation. I guess maybe trying to get her doctorate or whatever. Where she's um, her concept is that there was no such thing as cannibalism. That it was just a thing that that the the white uh, man made up to demonize. Um, yeah, like it, she's saying that colonists made it up, basically to scare off other countries. Like, oh wait, nope, nope. There's people that eat people here. You definitely don't want to come here. Meanwhile, they would take all the gold and well, not only that, but it's like in any kind of war. It's like when we went to war with Japan, and and they would always portray the Japanese as you know these these. Uh, really uh, brutal, sadistic people. You demonize the enemy, and so if you're going to go in there and slaughter them, that's kind of like how we did like the American Indians or whatever. You know, They're mm-hmm. going to rape, they're going to attack your wagon train and rape and torture and blah, blah, and screw all the white women and blah, 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 blah. So they kind of, th- that was her idea, is that, is that this really didn't happen. It was just something that they used to control uh, people and like uh, propaganda. So, but the funny thing is, and, and what's weird is that it almost starts out like a goddamn, uh, oh, uh, who's the fucker that did um, Sorcerer and French Friedkin. It starts out, and I was like, Jesus Christ, it's like uh, the movie uh, Sorcerer, where uh, you're expecting this this uh, cannibal movie in the jungle and everything with Steve Miller playing the guitar, um, and <laughs> uh, immediately you're like in New York City, which is that another was- kind of jungle. Yeah, making parallels. Yeah, and and so and that's the that's the the feeling I almost got. Whereas in the movie Sorcerer, I knew the whole concept of the movie and saw a lot of things, and it's going to take place in the rainforest or whatever in South America. But right at the beginning, you're like, okay, what the fuck is are they doing with Roy Scheider in like New York? And that's the way this was. Um, uh, let me let me tell you something about the New York stuff in this movie. They could have fucking left it out entirely, and the movie would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it was well, worthless. If it, if it was a better movie, and it was done, uh, if it was done better, yeah. just to explain the backstory of the, of these two guys. Uh, but they they kind of they kept going back to it, and you know after they had forgot about it, which they really didn't need to. But um, th- you can tell. Uh, uh. Although. That this was an Italian-made movie because it seemed like they were trying to be gritty and use like a lot of uh, uh, cursing and slang, which nobody <laughs> would use here. Like the one guy calls uh, this guy shitface, 
like about ten times in like a two minute scene. He's like, that was awesome. Yeah. And then the then the other guy later on, he 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 calls that one woman uh, twat. He's like, "You get off on ecology, yeah, you twat." He calls her twat like eight hundred times. Yeah, come on, twat, let's go. He calls another woman a hot pussy little whore. <laughs> It, when they used the term twat, it was like, okay, there was a couple times where he'd be like, you like that, don't you, you twat? But then there's times where he'd be like, hey, could you give me that sandwich, twat? You know, it's just like, just, you know, so out of the, you just... Uh, Amazing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, there's, it sets up that these, that, that uh, there's this guy, and I, I called him the Italian Josh Lucas, because I thought he looked like fucking Josh <laughs> Lucas throughout the whole movie. And people were looking for him, and there's bad guys looking for him, and the cops are looking for him. Because apparently he's some kind of a, a drug dealer, and he's a bad dude, and he's pissed off uh, the cops, and he's pissed off the so that's, mafia. That's Giovanni Radici. Yeah. And, and, he, and uh, he actually changed his name for the movie cuz he did they, he didn't they didn't want people to think that it was an Italian movie so he went by this uh John uh Morgan which they spell it like uh Morgan Morgan or Morhen or something Who the hell was he in Gangs of New York? Mr. Legree. Uh it's one huh. of those deals where cuz uh what's her name from uh Milano Calibro 9? Mm-hmm. Uh what's what's her name? Uh the blonde Oh, Barbara. Barbara Boucher. She was in fucking Gangs of New York, too. Really? Uh, which I did not know, and I've seen it I don't know how many times, but if uh, if you get Shock Cinema, they have a picture of her in the movie talking to like John C. Riley because, of course, she's old. He also, he also was in Cannibal Apocalypse in 1980 and also went by John Morgan in that movie, too. Him. <laughs> So, oh, and he and, was in city. He was in Fulci's City of the Living Dead. But you see, like everybody's names, and, and mm-hmm. like that, you know, the one guy changed his name. You know, they all changed their name to something else when they starred in this movie. I think, or no? Well, there did they? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, one guy's you know what? Like De- Danilo Matei, and he goes by Brian Redford. You know, I know I'd seen him recently. I watched when I watched La Chiesa, the Church, a couple weeks ago for Halloween. He was in that movie. He played the Reverend in that movie. I totally forgot that. So you you have these the the, the two pokey chicks with their titties, and uh, this dude, and they're going to go down to the Amazon rainforest to to kind of just you know go around and uh, and see if they can dispel the rumors of this cannibalism. Oh, the dude they went down with. Okay, that was not Radici. Radici was the was the blonde guy that was already there with the giant forehead. That was sweaty and yeah, that was the Josh Lucas eaten. guy, the, the, the okay, yeah, yeah, baddie guy, the bad guy. But I thought his name was he wasn't Mike Logan. He was yeah, that was Mike. The Mike guy, yeah. the blonde guy that was already there was Mike, was and the Mike. skinny guy with them. I don't remember his name. Rudy, Rudy. Okay, that was Brian Redford, and I don't know where he got that last name when he changed his name from Danilo Danilo Matei. Danilo Matei. You know, there's another guy named Redford that was, I think, made movies. I can't remember what his name was. But I read that they actually... Richard Richard Redford, is that? A lot of, yeah, Richard Redford. They called him Dick. Um, A lot of the uh, actors uh, changed their names to American or English uh, uh, names uh, (laughs) so that it wouldn't seem like an Italian movie or whatever. Yeah, Um, Meg Fleming or... Fiamma Maglioni, you have Walter Lloyd or Walter Lucini. Yeah. <laughs> you have Zora Zora Karowa. Kero, I don't know what the fuck that is. And that <laughs> didn't change anything at all. She was Zora Karova. Okay. Yeah. Then Brian Redford is Danilo Matei. So um, there's like a 
these 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 people are going to eventually collide. Um, they find a um, <laughs> El Indio Rincon. Rincon is the guy that played Sympathetic Native, and that's the only movie he was ever in. <laughs> Sympathetic Native, yeah, because they probably murdered him. Uh, <laughs> but one thing that that you'll find in these movies, at least the you know the only two that I've seen are Cannibal Holocaust and this one, is okay. Have you, you seen have, the one with Keech? Huh? Have you seen the one with Keech and uh, what's her face? Uh, is it Ursula Andress that's in it? He was in a cannibal movie. It wasn't very good. I think so. I'll look it up. Go ahead. But you you have a certain amount of CGI. Anytime that they're doing the human uh, gore and stuff like that, of course it's CGI and everything. But they always throw in to show, I guess, uh, first of all, to show real killing. Which, no yeah. matter what species it is, it's disturbing as shit. Uh, but to also, since they can't kill a real person, they'll show a lot of animal, uh, real animal killing. And that yeah. fucking oh, Mount, is the worst. Mountain of the Cannibal God is what that one's called. Uh-huh. But I think I actually saw it on a Mill Creek set, which might have been edited. Probably for the better, because I think there's a. I think in that one, you can actually see the stick coming in the side of the screen, pushing like a monkey towards a, a snake or something to eat. Uh, it's awful. They just do awful shit like that. Um, in um, Cannibal Holocaust and in this one, you get to see some people like get a big uh, turtle and, and just, you know, because when they'll cut its head off, and then of course the thing's Ugh. arms and legs are still kicking, and then you know, and th- but the thing about like some of that stuff is you have to figure like some of these tribesmen and stuff like that that they're using as actors. Probably that would be like if they made a movie around here about deer hunting, and they show somebody shoot the deer, then hang it up and field dress it, and you know skin it and everything, and then eat it. So they're basically shooting that. But there's some things like when they when they uh, I think it was like an was it an anteater? They I don't know said, what that thing was because it was kind it was of like it looks like, it was like a South American possum. <laughs> yeah, and they said the whole concept of that was when you're camping out, if you stake this this thing out uh, to a stake, uh, if a snake comes, it starts, you know, screeching and the snake will go after it first. So then you'll, and you'll hear the thing screeching. And they showed that snake just crushing that poor goddamn thing. And that was just awful. It was screaming and everything. It was awful. With, with all apologies to uh, heaven's trash. I cannot, I would never fucking own an animal that I had to feed live food to yeah i'm not that just that either ugh, god that creeps me out man and watching i mean and i know it's how and it sucked because they had this thing it, i mean granted in the wild it probably wouldn't have much of a chance either except to run away but the fact that they had it tied up made it worse yeah but the uh just watching this fucking poor little thing just get obliterated and just well ugh, my thing is is i never um, even liked watching those documentaries when i was a kid when the fucking i would root for the fucking gazelle to kick oh yeah the, Kick the lion in the mouth every time. <laughs> but if but if you're if you're uh, if you're out in the wild and you know say a, a hawk or something catches a rabbit or a snake <sighs> gets something or a lion gets a gazelle or something like that, well then that's just like us going and getting a goddamn hamburger or something. But um, my thing is, as far as that whole concept goes, I. I understand that that's what they eat and that that's what they do. Yeah. My problem is more with humans 
that if you had a snake and you, you, you fed it a mouse and you threw it in there or whatever and it ate the mouse, whatever, that's fine. I have the same thing with guys that go out and get a fucking boner when they shoot a deer. I, had, I, I worked with a guy and he once said that he shot a deer and that the, one, of the, one of, the, of the most exhilarating feelings is when you go over and you take the knife and stick it into him. Oh and, my God. Snap, and I said, that I was sounds like wa- a serial killer, you know? I watched, I watched the, the third episode of Hannibal a couple nights ago. Uh-huh. And the, you remember, you saw, you saw the first two, right? Right. So the, the whole deer thing, yeah. they go into the guy that was doing that, and they show him and his daughter slaughtering a deer, and he's talking about inserting the knife into it and everything. <laughs> this is the yeah. guy that ended up being a serial killer. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if uh, I know a, a girl that, like, um, she... she uh, Will get like uh, like hawks and owls and stuff like that that have injured wings and and nurse them back to health and everything. And she was talking about like you know feeding one of them a mouse or whatever. But it was like oh my god, it was so fucking awesome and everything. And I'm like you know to me when you kind of get off on it, then that's kind of weird. It's like you, you I think you have something fucking wrong with you. And and the th- same thing with like hunting and stuff like that. If you if you shoot. Uh, an animal and you do it um, like the one Just shot one kill die. yeah and it's and you do it quick and then you're respectful of how you do it but when you're a douche and you're like man it was so cool when I stuck the knife in and and the steam came out and the blood was everywhere and uh, and all this and that or or the you know like hunting hunting now with bows and arrows feels like that to me because yeah. it feels like you're just Sticking something and then following around the blood until it bleeds to death. Right. It's it's it, it, there's a certain respect, and if you're getting off on it, then you need to go to a psychiatrist. Um, so anyway, <laughs> and I, I I just think I mean you know like I said, if I had a pet snake or something like that, and I had to feed him a fucking mouse, I'd take the mouse, throw it in there, and I'd go in the other room and yeah. wait until the deal was done. But I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh my god, and take my dick out and start jacking it because you know <laughs> I'm seeing something get you know uh, seeing the fear and all this and that and everything. So anyway, but that's enough of that. But you do see a lot of that in, in these movies, and it's very distasteful. I, it's uh, exploitive as shit. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if they were doing something, like I've seen in some movies where they'll, they'll have like a, a wild pig or something. Like in, in, uh, in uh, Apocalypse Now, where they bring the water buffalo out, and they're going to Oh, that was brutal feast. too. But this, these tribes and stuff, if they're going to do this, they're going to have a feast, and that's how these people do it all the time, and then you're just shooting it, that's one thing. But say you're making a movie, and you're just doing it for shock it's pretty, value. It's pretty shocking, yeah. And, and you have these people come over and say, hey, let's get this thing and kill it, and we'll shoot it and everything, and then you don't like eat the food, the meat and all this, that. that's bullshit. So anyway, that's kind of a... That's kind of a distasteful and a turnoff, but I see what they're going for there. And the reason they're doing now, nowadays they would do everything with CGI. They could do all that shit. And that's why I saw a thing about snuff movies and they said, did they ever exist? And of course, you know, uh, some of the cops said, yes, they do exist because like when they say, if, not necessarily Jeffrey Dahmer, but uh, Hillside Stranglers or somebody like that. And they go in, they arrest them, and they go to their house, and they have like videos of where they've killed and tortured people. Yeah. Um, so they have filmed people. They have people on film being murdered. So they have existed. But they said, now, why would you even do that when with the CGI and stuff they have, you can – because some of the ones that exist today that people think are snuff films are fake. 
Yeah. And they've actually went to court and the guys say, okay, look, here, this is how we did it. And here's the actors. Here's well, who they, and they I, did, I don't think it happened with this one, but that, that actually Holocaust. happened with Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. yeah they had the, the court case there. Because they kind of made the, like, the actors swear that they, would, you know, that they <laughs> wouldn't say they were in the movie. And then when they went to court, they said, okay, okay, this was this guy. Here he is. You know? And the chick that had the thing up and, her ass and coming out of her mouth. And with, with, with the, back to the, the animal cruelty stuff, or the animal, just animal. And, and in this, it's really, I don't know that it's even outside of the thing being tied up. Well, you know, maybe the pig, too. But it's like, with this, it's more animal violence, not animal cruelty. It's like, and the only the only reason it's there in these cannibal movies is to be shocking, and it doesn't need it. Yeah, like you know, I'm glad I saw I saw, but you know, as far as like Cannibal Holocaust, for instance, if I could watch it again without the animal stuff, like it's only there because you're gonna be like, oh god, that's gross, because everybody, well. Every most everybody would think, "Ooh, that's gross," and that's why. That's the only reason why I say it. it doesn't add anything to the story because it has really nothing to do with the with the what's going on, especially with this one. With you know, they say the whole thing, but it's really just they say the whole thing about the 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 anteater thing uh, drawing the snake yeah. away. But the fact that they show it for two minutes. They they could have just left the whole conversation and that out of the movie, and we never would have known the difference because the movie's about them and cannibals and no, Whitey the, being evil, not the fucking like horrors of the jungle or whatever. Well, the thing that, that I you know would see there is that they they're kind of showing, um, depending on your perspective, that as long as you think you're superior to this being, whether it's the turtle, the anteater, the snake, whatever, then you can justify your cruelty and whatever. And so that when these white people came down and they see these tribesmen as that, then it's easy for them to slip into that same uh, same sadistic kind of a thing, because as long as you feel like you're they're lesser than you, mm-hmm. then you can have the most unimaginable cruelty and that's like what i was saying about war where they where you demonize or uh dehumanize your enemy then you can do anything to them and that's why uh like uh phil donahue was talking about that's why you don't uh frat frat fraternize with the enemy you don't smoke a cigarette with a with a, a german uh, who's out in the field and he shows you pictures of his kids and you show him pictures because then it, it, they become human and you think of them that way so it's harder to fucking run a bayonet through them or drop napalm on them or whatever. So, But anyway, back to the fucking movie and all this philosophical <laughs> bullshit. Um, you, uh, the, the, the three uh, students um uh, they have really bad luck because, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> they're driving this Jeep, and the, the one part, they, they get the goddamn thing, like, out of uh, some mud, and they go, like, two feet and fucking run into this big, like, uh, thing of water, and it just buries it, and the guy goes, oh, the engine's dead. And so they're out in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, and they're, 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 um, they have really dumb logic because they're like, well, let's just follow the river. We'll, we'll, we can either go back, which... If you go back, you know where you came from, and there's a road. So you know that road's going to take you where you were. And they're like, well, we'll just follow the river in the other direction. We'll come across something. Well, Jesus Christ, 
like even in West Virginia right now, my friend Ella has a farm, and there's so many acres. There's thousands of acres of forest. You could walk and walk. She told me, she goes, if you went out there and you didn't know where you were going, you could walk. You would you would get lost, and they'd never find you because you could just walk forever and walk around in circles. And, you know, it's not like, you know, they're but, – but that's, you know, they have to – move the thing along so they go along and um all of a sudden these two guys are like holy shit you know well oh my god when that guy was eating those grubs uh you know what i've seen that before as well i've seen it like on bear grills and shit like that on well yeah there was a there was a tv show uh with this fat bald guy that would just eat gross food all the fucking time um, and he ate those exact fucking grubs in an episode it was so disgusting but the thing about that is too is like you know if you did that every day, and that was your food, that's just like eating a fucking piece of chicken or something to those people. That's nothing to them. Oh, and, God. And, and that's the one thing that like Bear Grylls or one of those survival guys, all those survival people say, if you want to survive, uh, all, the one thing that you have to do is that you're going to do, like, you're going to eat stuff to survive. You're, if you're hungry, you'll eat that, or you'll die. So it's a choice, you know. Yeah. So anyway, that guy was sitting there, and man, and what's funny is they, the, like a lot of the native guy, people, they're just like oblivious. Like these people <laughs> are walking by, and they they don't even look at him. That guy's just like sitting there, and he just fucking has this leaf with these big fat yellow grubs, and he just Ugh. fucking chowing down on them, and he doesn't even acknowledge that these fuckers are even standing there. Which is, you know, that's just the actor and everything going that. If it was a real guy, he'd probably be like, hey, you want some of these fucking grubs? Or, you know, whatever. Hey, man, look at those chicks' tits. Can I have some milk or something? Anyway, um, <laughs> cannibalize those titties. That's great. Nom, you know, nom. I saw something. I'm not going to say what it is because it's a spoiler in a movie. But there is a scene in that uh, essential killing with Vincent Gallo where he's starving and he does something to survive. And it's really fucking gross. And it's it's the dumbest part of the movie as far as I'm concerned, but it's really gross. But I wish I could say what it is because I know people haven't seen it yet, so I won't say. But when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's the most kind of shocking, stupid part of the movie. So anyway, they're they're going along through the brush, and I love in these movies where, if uh, like in uh, Predator, when uh, Jesse Ventura says, "Man, I haven't seen shit like uh, as thick as this since." Uh, this makes Cambodia look like Kansas about the jungle. But in these movies, you'll have movies where the guys have machetes and they're swinging the machetes even though there's they're, it's pretty wide open. There's some underbrush and stuff because obviously they're not going to shoot a movie where it's so thick that you can't even hardly go too far. Yeah, yeah. But it just looks stupid because it's like, why are you even doing that with a machete when you can just step over that branch? You know, It's like a foot <laughs> off the ground. So they're going along and all of a sudden these two guys come out of the fucking brush or the jungle and one guy's hurt and they're like oh my god they're after us they're after us and so you know these guys are white so you know they're probably like oh my god you know these these these, uh cannibals or whatever so they tell them you know hey we were doing this we went to this village and next thing you know shit went down and oh my god we you know we had to get out of there and they're killing this guy that was with us and torturing him and everything and it ends up things are not what they seem. Yeah. And uh, but as you're going along, you know, like I said, when you start the movie, you know that there's this bad guy that's uh, kind of doing the um, 
the uh, sorcerer thing where he's everybody's after him, so he takes off and goes to this remote place in South America. And he's not a good person. He's the Josh <laughs> Lucas uh, kind of looking guy. And um, he's doing some cocaine. And funny thing, I love the part with the blonde-haired chick that is just an unabashed whore. And she even says, you know, she goes, you know, I'm just a big whore. She she fucks this dude at the um, Juanito. Yeah, this fucking like military cop or something who looks like uh, El Dandy, the wrestler. <laughs> yes, short fat belly and everything. And she just takes him off, and she comes back, and apparently, and he's got a big smile on his face. And I think she like just, you know, she'd fuck anybody. Well, she uh, tells him she has a line in there. She's like. She's like, see, like, see you next time, or adios, Juanito, and try washing next time, huh? Yeah, you kind of stink, but I'll fuck anything, you know, I don't care. And she whore. did have line there, something about, like, being a, a big whore or a big slut or something, and she was, like, proud of it. So, uh, <laughs> they, they, you know, you have your, your gore in this that, uh, I will say this, without giving away anything about, like, you know, what I feel about the movie or whatever, um, uh, with the exception, of, uh, let's let's set aside the animal killing, the real mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like the fake stuff, I liked it a lot better in this uh, it, compared to the Beyond because yes. they didn't have like just close-ups and show like somebody gets their cock cut off, Oof. and but they didn't. The, the, it was more. I don't think you saw as much as you might think you did. It was just more. You know the slashing motion, and then this guy, the native guy, picks something up, and starts chomping on him, which was kind of cool. I thought because you know when it's like a in a in a Friday the Thirteenth movie or a, a horror movie where when you make even though this person is the victim, when he's such an asshole and such a scumbag, uh, you kind of don't give a shit. And I was kind of glad that some of the stuff that happened. I was really glad that some of the stuff happened to him because he was a jerk. Um, now, I will say this. If somebody cut your dick off, and, and I would assume your balls, too. I think they, it was just the dick. Yeah, but, but still. If somebody cut my dick off and then cauterized it with fire, uh, <laughs> I think that I would have a hard time walking, let alone running. Yeah, abdominal. Uh, I've had abdominal surgery. Yeah, like a, a hernia or something like that. Or? Yeah, yeah. And just... Three tiny little wounds mm-hmm. in my abdominal, or I had I had two like right above where your pubes start, and one in my belly button, and I couldn't even like I couldn't even piss without having to sit down for like a week afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so it took me, you know, I I, I had to walk like I, that was like how my first exercise was just walking yeah. because like sneezing and everything would just hurt, and this dude's fucking just like hey, blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blah, blah. Um. Now he, uh, the whore chick, for you know, she's immediately, you know, she'd have probably fucked the other guy too if he wouldn't have been so in such <laughs> bad shape, fever, and you know, and injuries. Um, well, she might have fucked Mike if it hadn't been for the fact that instead of uh, fucking, he just wanted to snort coke and and rape a young native girl. <laughs> yeah, he was big into that. He he he, he uh, and and her coke snorting thing. Like one time, she stuck her finger in it and then just like put it in her mouth. <laughs> but she then, was doing the rubbing it on the gums thing. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I, but um, he was really he liked his drugs, and they started seeing like a bad side of him. Now he's the only one that has a, a firearm, and apparently he only had six shots. 
Um, <laughs> so, but he was always whipping that thing out and threatening, you know, people, if anybody was going to do something, he'd be like, come on now, you know, uh, uh, twat and all this and that. He's the <laughs> shit, twat guy. Shit face. Shit face, twat. Um, but you have a lot of, uh, Mike gets his just dessert or he, he, he gets payback Oof. tenfold for a lot of the stuff. Uh, and they have some creative, um, ways of taking care of business on people that fuck with the tribe because at first, um, the only people that are in the village are like little kids, uh, women and the old people. Because all mm-hmm. the guys that went out hunting, the young guys. Now all these natives, man, they they they're small people. They're they're yeah. stout. I mean, they look like they have like their thick legs and stuff like that. But they look like they're only maybe five foot tall at tops, even though the guys and everything. Um, but the 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 one chick um, that was the whore, she was kind of if you go by like I said, like horror movie. Uh, standard horror movie stuff she was kind of an asshole uh she just well i mean she she just was a was just a unabashed info whore but and she, she was, was kind of pointless because she wasn't there to do research I, yeah she said like it was like her vacation i don't know how she got tied up with these people but, but she she just pretty much was a not a i wouldn't say not a good person but she like gravitated to the bad guy and then she was doing some shit while you know he was doing some things and she was kind of involved so you knew she was going to get some shit happen to her too and she Boy, got does she. yeah uh yeah that was Jesus. pretty creative but you know what that <laughs> reminded me of was um the the movie Richard Harris movie the man called horse where the um Lakota Sioux will do that um that there's like a dance that they do and they have a big big pole that goes way up in the air stuck in the ground and they have this like uh, leather things that come off of it and they take these hooks or uh, with the the Lakota Sioux it's uh they take these uh, sharpened uh, bones or whatever teeth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they run them through the the guy's chest and then they dance around and then at a certain point in the dance because it's like a it's like a dancing around the maypole or whatever, yeah. And there's several of them, and they'll dance around doing this this dance, and then they'll fling themselves back, and it'll pull the skin on their chest way out. <sighs> and that was like a real gruesome thing from that movie, but I, I think it's authentic that they actually would do that. Uh, and this chick, she gets like the giant fish hooks uh, up, hanging from hanging by her titties. Sort of like that, and that was really he's like, oh my god, ugh. the sexual mutilation stuff. It's it just makes you. Yeah, you know, the, the just, penis scene made me wince quite a bit. You know, I don't know what made me wince more: him getting his dick chopped off, or f- just thinking about how grisly it was when the native actually started chewing on it. <laughs> yeah, well, you, <laughs> you know that you know, shit was stringy. Is if this movie would have starred Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. <laughs> and like they cut off Dean Martin's dick, and Jerry Lewis is over there, and he's like, "Wow!" You know, Martin and Lewis was, meet the cannibals. <laughs> and how would you piss? Um, like, okay, they chopped his dick off, and then they took um, <clears throat> they took fire and uh, and carterized it. So I would, I was thinking that it would be like all closed up and oh, maybe all scary and shit. Ugh, so and um, he he kind of. He did. Uh, Mike does like a. Uh, I was gonna say a heel turn because even when he was being an asshole to the natives, he might pull a gun on Twat and the and the other guy. 
but he would put the gun back and basically be like, come on, you know, it's uh, us against them or whatever. But then eventually when he got his dick cut off, I guess maybe he just thought, okay, I don't need women anymore because he had a chance to help them. And he just like, they were going to try and escape and they were like, oh my God, it's Mike. Hey, Mike, help us. And he was like, he, he not only didn't help him, but he kind of turned on him. Like when he, the, the rope, yeah, down in the thing, he just like let it go, and they're like, "You motherfucker!" Where? You know, they didn't say that, but they're like, "Mike, Mike." <laughs> um, but he gets paid back. He he his head has problems, um, but there's a lot of stuff like that, and um, the the one dude, Rudy, mm-hmm. I thought that they would they he kind of they never showed his fate. Well, Did they? Was he the was he the piranhas? Yeah, but he crawled out of that. No, well, okay, no, they. I'll tell you what happened to him afterwards. Okay, because yeah. I mean, because the the girls never knew. I thought that they would eventually find him. I'll tell. No, he. They show. They show. They yeah. Okay, they okay, show I what happens to him. It. Yeah. Okay, I must have missed it. So anyway, um, pretty much. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into like every single gory detail where I've already said a lot of it anyway but uh getting down to well what go in what what you you know your thoughts the um (laughs) the 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 music it up already my my first thing was the uh with noticing the music because they do start off in New York and they have this weird it's not the music I thought I was expecting in a cannibal movie well opening in New York wasn't what I expected either but they it's like there's like disco music at the beginning, which I thought was weird. But then um, the, uh, the there's a dude that comes into this apartment. This and this stuff with like the 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 mobster guys or whatever they're looking for. I guess they're looking for Mike. But God, it's such a pointless story. But the, that dude that wanders into that lady's apartment at the beginning, they like when they shoot him, he does the funniest like duck lip face that made me really <laughs> laugh. Um, but when they get to South America, the music sounds more like to what I expected, like 80s Italian music, which I thought was kind of cool. So um, the uh, there's a really, f- and it made me think of the tarantulas, but there's a really giant fake butterfly yeah. <laughs> that a dude eats at one point, which I thought was kind of funny. But yeah, the grub thing was it's really not gross. eat anything. Yeah, and they show they show like it, it zooms in on the dude's mouth. Like you remember the old joke? Hey, do you like seafood? Like the dude was eating like that with like his tongue coming out, so you could just see the like the grub mushing around in his mouth. Well, it's just like it's like everything that they ate. They made a point of showing them eating living things just all the time. Yeah, and I, I like I said, a point to that. You know? I don't have. I just I don't have the constitution. I don't have the. I'm, I'm too much of a puss. I can't. I, no, I mean, well, not as far as eating stuff. I would definitely gag. I'd throw up. But as far as like, <laughs> as far as like watching animals eat other animals, like I just, I, I, that's not for me. I can't do that. And the, uh, and it's funny that we focus more on that than the actual like, and I guess because it was really happening as opposed yeah. to, uh, you know, a dude actually getting the top of his head cut I off. Think it's or an that empathy sort of thing. thing. Like you empathize for the 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 animal that's. Probably so, because a lot of these, a lot of the times, especially in these movies, the people that are getting it are, they're usually assholes, you know, something like that. It's like, you've you've got a reason usually to, to look forward to their demise (laughs) in some way, as where with animals, they're dumb. They don't know what's happening, you know? 
they don't know that they're getting ready to die, and then when they are, they're fucking freaking out. Yeah, like, I think this they, is the worst. I think you know, they and like, know. oh god, um, that guy. But yeah, I mean, that little anteater thing was screaming, and then you could hear the fire. And I figured that was probably yeah. like special or like a, a, a they put it in audio wise, but you could hear like its bones crunching and shit. Well, there was yeah, there was some good sound effects in this, like like when some of the natives are eating intestines and stuff like they put the they, they you know it's obviously plugged in because they weren't mic'd but you heard like the well you know like here's here's, and, here's the thing that i was thinking is like uh in those those movies were like alive where the airplane crashed in the andes mountains and they had yeah. to eat uh something or somebody to survive um you know they would eat like the the the, the ass the butt because i mean that's like an animal when you like eat the, yeah. the, the hind quarters or <laughs> something meaty. like that it's meaty and everything it seemed like all these fuckers wanted to do was eat the guts <laughs> they always Entrails. well the guts are the guts are easy to get and that's well, why well i would think I, that, okay like the liver and the heart okay no, i can I don't see mean, that but like intestines i've seen uh, where like people will take the uh, intestine and use it to make like sausage or something but not to actually eat intestine <laughs> yeah logistically it doesn't make sense but as uh, as far as special effects on a budget you can get pig entrails for cheap and it's a lot cheaper than trying to make a special effect of them filleting somebody's ass cheek or something, you know? <laughs> it's a lot easier to have somebody pull out uh, uh, 10 cent a pound pig intestines out of a, out of a fake corpse than it is for, to show like actually like cutting slip strips of meat off, I guess. So, um, yeah, there's my, my note. Mike is quite mobile after having such a traumatic pelvic injury. Um, I really, the, the thing that I laughed at the most, which is weird to say in this movie, I fucking laughed out loud when the, uh, the woman says something about losing her watch or something. And it shows the natives like going through her stuff and he pulls out a fucking American express card and like holds it up. And like the camera focuses on this stupid American express card for like product three placement. seconds. It'd be funny yeah. if that native guy goes American express. Don't leave home. Without don't leave home without it. That's my grub. <laughs> <laughs> it's like caked in his teeth and the juices pour He's got a piece of intestine, you know, like as a, far as a shit the, filled intestine hanging off his chin. The, don't leave home without it. The groin trauma, you know, I don't know if I've said this before or not. I, uh, my friends and I have sat around at work and talked about, cause you know, a lot of them are older guys, uh, or, you know, at least in their thirties to fifties or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a little bit older than that. And there's nothing funnier. If, if you're ever around a bunch of guys that are, you know, Old, uh, middle aged guys uh, start having them tell you stories about getting vasectomies. <laughs> they all say the same thing, you know, because they numb, they do it with a local, so they numb you in the doctor's office, do it right in the office. And they'll all say, say hell, I walked out of there, I thought, hell, this is nothing, this is no big deal. And then when that goddamn painkiller. What the hell did you just send me, by the way? It's, it's like some, some, uh, I was looking, I'm trying to think what I was looking up, but it's, there must be some kind of genre. Of like uh, cannibal porn, cannibal porn. Ugh. It's like gore. Jesus. It's gore porn or something. Oh, like a well, muscle wolf. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, that's some good shit there. We got to review some of their stuff. The um, so wait, what? it's 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 too, what? It's too hard, I'd say, to not compare this to Cannibal Holocaust because they're. I mean, they're obviously made. Well, this was obviously made as. I guess, probably just a ripoff of Holocaust. And it feels like that way because Cannibal Holocaust, they both have the same, they both touch the on the same. Movie. Yeah. They both touch on the same thing with 
you know, evil whitey going down, messing up, you know, being that true animal and blah, blah, blah. What this movie doesn't do as well as Holocaust, they didn't spell it out the same way in Holocaust. They, they, you know, you discover it as you go along. As where this, you actually get the moment of contemplation. Maybe, maybe this is the what's been going on all along. You know, blah blah blah. You know, and it's like, all right, I get this already. You know, do I need this shit? And and then the other thing, this movie, where it where it kind of misses the point for me, is that it draws out like the story happens, and then they draw out the torture of the white people for a little for for so long. It almost makes like the natives seem evil now as well. So then by this point, you know, you're not like, you're not even feeling sorry for anybody anymore because you're like, okay, fuck. Now they're just, they're just as fucking bad now because they what just a, keep going and going. It's like the last, <laughs> did you feel a, almost, that way about the, um, the, uh, chick that was doing the dissertation? She never really did anything to anybody. No, and she and was Rudy fine. did. No, they, they were fine. But as far as like, but as far like they, the way the, the way the movie flows they focus so long on these people being tortured yeah. and mistreated and stuff. Then it makes the natives seem like, well, fuck, they're just, they're just assholes too. And everybody's just an asshole. So, um, and then, yeah, then the mafia subplot that goes nowhere. It's like, they could have made this movie an hour 20 instead of an hour 30, gotten rid of all of that shit in New York. And it would have been just fine. I think it'd have so been cool if they would have done a mafia versus cannibals movie. <laughs> yeah. And not have the, well, Okay, you you could have the mafia guys. They'd look be like Al Capone guys, like stereotypical mafia with like Tommy guns going down to the Amazon rainforest. But what would be even better is if you had a whole tribe of these cannibals come up and they're living in the sewers of New York, eating like live rats and stuff, and they're getting revenge on the mafia. I think that's going to be a new trauma movie. Yeah, that's what I was Somebody. thinking of, you know. Nice. <laughs> Zombies versus like the mafia or something like that. There's yes. all kinds of good stuff like that you can come up. Um, and that's that's all I have on this. Yeah. Let's rate it. Um, I like this one. I yeah. other than the animal stuff, um, I would give this one a 7. Okay. For me, like I said, I can I can't help but compare this to Holocaust. Holocaust is probably like an eight or higher for me. This, like, maybe a five point seven five or a six. It's 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 good. Um, well, maybe feels, I graded it so high because of the other one I watched in comparison. Yeah. Well. Oh well. No, but I I th- I mean you know I just uh, I, yeah, I like no, the it, uh, idea of it and. Uh, and, and but like I said, the the gore in this one, the gore in the other one was so much cheesier and looked so much shittier, <laughs> and you saw so much more of it for longer yeah. f- periods of time. And it works and that, better that, for me when you just have the quick shots of it, and you don't yeah. need to see it like you know uh, the camera up to the severed head and just showing like bugs crawling around on it stuff. And then, and that, that stuff for me makes it, makes the first one endearing because that entertains me. I think that was funny, you know, or, you know, fun. I like poop. Um, cool. Well, that's fine. Cool. Good, good ratings on this one. 5.75 and a seven. Um, let's take a break and do a little bit of, uh, angry, uh, sly feedback and, uh, Wrap things up. Sure, it's not pronounced Slee. Slee Stellan. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll be right back.
Ahoy, mateys. This is K.A.B., Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. I'll be here playing music all through the witching hour. I'm still waiting to hear from that weatherman. But in the meantime, stay here with me. Be sure to visit our sponsor, Paracinema Magazine. They're the source for all your genre movie needs. Check them out online at paracinema.net. Tell them Stevie sent you. Keep me turned on for a while, and I'll do my best to do the same for you. The Smooth Sound. Fabulous. Thank you to David for that one. I, I, Fock Wolf 190. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the name of it. I love finding a new, uh, new wave uh, band that I've never heard before. So that sounds pretty cool. I have to look for more of their stuff. All right, time for a tiny bit of feed sacking. Feed sack. We didn't get any karaoke's this week. Sacajuia. But we did get uh, Future Sex Man on the group. Yeah. Singing some more BG, singing some BGs. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. <laughs> My wife really liked that rendition of of uh, <laughs> what was the, what was the name of that song? More than a woman. More than a woman. There you go. All right. The the payoff is at the end. I think <laughs> the the very end. Every time, payoff <laughs> is at the end. <laughs> Okay. One feed sack this week. Here we go. Chompity chomp. There you go. <laughs> fucking epic. What? You fucking what, man? You what? The, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Epic. I knew you for probably absolutely hopping mad what you had to say about my mama and her private areas. But you know what? I was listening to those words that you would so beautifully describe my mother, you know? And <laughs> I came to the conclusion that Dr. Zob got a rival for the attention of the love of my mother. And who am I Bubba. to stand in the way of true love, you know? Now, thanks, you know? I've already promised my mother to Dr. Zob, so, <laughs> you know, oh, I... Jesus. I don't know how you guys are going to resolve this, you know, but I can throw a suggestion into the into the arena, you know. I how about you, you guys, FX and Zob, you know? You either have like a boxing match or an arm wrestling match, you know. <laughs> Whoever wins 
with that my mama in marriage, you know? That would be a fucking beautiful way to win my mama's love, you know? And, uh, you know... <laughs> I think she I should fuck Mr. Referee. T. I'm, a, I'm an expert yes. in boxing and all that kind of shit. You know, I've seen all those Rocky movies. I know a lot about boxing. You know, I did the, the Contender series and all that shit. So, you know, there's no... The what series? You know, you don't need to worry about that. I don't know the referee the arm wrestling, because, you know, I did all the time. The greatest action movie of all time. <laughs> you know, and, uh... So, yeah, that's... That's settled. You guys are going to fucking fight it out for the love of my mama. It's going to be great. We, <laughs> you know, we can video it, put it out on the silver and gold feed, you know. It's, it's fucking millions of people are watching. It's going to be great. You know, and, and if you lose, it's not all totally bad. Because I guarantee that my mama will make one plate of uh, delicious meatballs for the loser to chow down on. How does that sound? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Uh, Lo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you had a great week watching the last live movie. This is yeah. great, you know? I watched you more this week. That. You said it was the greatest action movie of all time. 10 out of 10. Brilliant. That is exactly what you I know? said. Yeah. Fucking, you, did, you said you didn't like Over the Top. Oh. No, come on. You sure you're watching the right movie, you know? I've got a fucking baseball cap in there. I turn it around. I got, <laughs> I got weights in my fucking truck. It's fucking got everything going on. Just think about it, Lope. I'll, I'll, I'll have to revisit. And no one of my movies. I forgot which one now. But yeah, that one's also fucking great. It's, yeah, people <laughs> have described that one. It's the greatest action movie of all time, you know? And you also gave that one 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm loving this. And, you know, I got a sneak in suspicion. You'll be talking about more of my movies this week. Keep <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the first one? So what did I? I don't remember what I watched together. last week. I just it just kind of like turned into just one solid wall of sound. I can't even understand <laughs> what he was saying. Let's see. I watched. So it was it was over the top. It was lock up. What else did I watch last week? Rocky three and four. Three and four were last week. I mean the week before. Sorry. I don't remember. Um, it all, it's all running together. They're all good. Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's all of the feed sack we have. No more karaoke entries. Hopefully well, we'll I think we got one coming up, though, because somebody was asking me about it Ooh. Uh, when the uh, cutoff date was. Oh, yes, I saw that post. Yeah. So, yes, and speaking of, uh, speaking of posts, our um, Facebook group, we're blowing up, man. Five new members, including Dusty Rhodes, but four new members. <laughs> dirty dog, Dusty. The dirty dog, Dusty the Rhodes, podcast. has joined the Facebook group, ladies and gentlemen. Dirty pig, egg-sucking butt. Um, so uh, you can always send us feed sack, feed sack to 206-206-339-1600, baby. Yeah, uh, dig it. Find us at uh, silvaandgold.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and join our fa Facebook group, facebook.com, slash group, slash silvaandgold, daddy. And, yeah, so next week on the show, um, we're doing, let's do Red Berade Mercenaries, double feature. We're going to do Wild Geese ja. from 1978, and... Uh, Seven Red Berets from 1969. How many is it? Seven, Daddy. Seven. Sette Bashi Rossi. 
yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what the, what Zom describes as a sleazy uh, Italian mercenary movie. So. I, got, I forgot. I got to ask you a question. How's the beard coming? The beard is still itchy. A uh, lot less itchy. Um, I will post a picture of how it's going on the, the Facebook group because all I've been posting, Daddy, are pictures of all my wrestling math that cover up the beard. I look like... Uh, Midnight Rider. <laughs> my mask on. Is that what his name was? What was Dusty in a mask called? Was it the Midnight Rider? Well, he had two. The first one before the Midnight Rider was the mask Uvalde Slim. <laughs> Slim, Flim, right, Daddy. Uvalde <laughs> Slim, baby. That thing that that guy hasn't been slim since the day he came out of his mama. His mama's belly willy, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> His belly's always been a little too big. I'm His hiney's always been a little bit too big. Do you think that um, is the is the midnight ride? Is that going to continue? I don't know. It seemed all horror related. I don't know if uh, we'll we'll see if William has it in him. I don't know. Midnight ride. We're, we're going to test his intestinal fortitude. His yeah. testicular fortitude. Testes. We'll see if testes. He keeps going. One, two, three. Yes. Um, so yeah, Wild Geese and Seven Red Berets for next week. Um, I'm done. Zom, do you have anything else? Nope, nope, nope. Me either. I'm, I'm gonna, I need to go find some food. I'm hungry. I wish I could make lasagna. I just don't have all the ingredients. I'm in the mood for lasagna. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, until next week, this is a loaf. Oot, daddy. And this is um out. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> baby, getting a little too much into the dusty, but get down. <laughs>